Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 149. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me today in SideQuest Studios is the most guests we've ever had from the podcast Australian Music Diaries and the lead singer of Jack R. Riley, Jack R. Riley. <laughs> Hello. And the guys from Hottest 100s and Thousands, Nathan Harrison. Hi. Adam Buncher. Hey. Andrew McDonald. Sorry we came back. <laughs> <laughs> and David James Young. You got that really quickly. Is that was that like a pre-installed app you already had, or obviously? Yeah, <laughs> he planned this from last night. <laughs> this was his prep. It's a good bit. It's not too bad. <laughs> oh, this is—it's just got better. <laughs> and we are doing the Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of the Simpsons at a time. But there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Ah, oh, freaking sweet. <laughs> No, not the Family Guy Index, as much as you're pushing for it. It seems today that all you see is violence. Oh, come on! Let me hanging. More of an American dad, man. <laughs> or the, uh, the, the Cleveland uh, show. Border Town? <laughs> oh, yeah! F is for family? Oh. Like, years ago, I, I think it was on the TV at work, and I just tweeted, like... Just hearing about this border, th- like this is the worst piece of shit or whatever. One of the writers faved my tweet. That's good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so sick. But yeah. also, they're fucking searching for their own goddamn <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. 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 That's freaking epic, dude. <laughs> now, we actually had a similar thing. A writer from The Simpsons, we were doing, you know, our usual social media thing. And he goes, hey, I wrote this one. And we were like, oh, cool. And was like, yeah, we absolutely gutted that episode. And like, oh, well, what other episodes did he write? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he right. wrote all the shit ones? Yeah. What a dog. Weird enough, though, he is one of the co-creators of FS Family. Hey, Michael Price. Anyway. Mikey! <laughs> Dox him. The absolute boy. <laughs> so, yeah, I just made these guys watch an episode from the HD era. This was season 26, episode 7, Blazed and Confused. First released in November of 2014, directed by Rob Oliver, written by Carolyn Omini and William Wright. In this episode, Bart gets a new teacher that's really mean to him, but... Sorry, more yeah. like William Wrong. Oh! <laughs> Got it. Oh, <laughs> I think that's the, the speed at which my machinations of my mind are working. It was really quick. Uh, yeah. That would have been a good joke in the episode, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Ouch. Uh, Bart's got a new teacher who's really mean to him, and to get back at him, they discover he's one of the participants of Blazing Guy, not Burning Man. And the Simpsons go to bla- Blading ba- Blazing Man. What'd you guys think? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> go to hell. Go to hell. Kiss my butt. Kiss my butt. Just Shut up. So, and I'm not talking about us, so devoid of charm. <laughs> I'm right and, here. Yeah. Yeah. Just, really sucks charm out of the room, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. All right, you know what? I'll, I'll start on this one, actually, because this was the first episode that I can say I've ever seen of the HD era. Really? Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> they were going to say of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> on this show, The Simpsons. HD stands for hated dit. <laughs> <laughs> And what was your impressions well, of you this see, new like, era? Okay, so obviously it has this reputation, right? New Simpsons and whatever. And so I was coming into it. But the first thing I kind of got was what I thought was a pretty okay joke. Uh, oh, the first visual joke was kind of crap, which was Groundskeeper Willie kind of like going to sleep in a pile of leaves, which is mm. just 
I don't know. It would have been as funny if he just continued to sweep up the leaves, really. Most um, of the jokes in this episode cannot be summed up with that was funny or that wasn't funny. They can just be, okay? Mm. Your entire reaction is just like, okay. A lot of them actually now? I found what? myself laughing at because it's just like I laughed at the fact that someone wrote it and, and <laughs> continued to include it in the finished episode. But, Hundreds of people worked yeah, on this yeah. thing. <laughs> but, no, the, but the very first joke was Chalmers. That was good. Go, going through the, the list of the different principles and doing them all in Skinner voice. And mm, some no. of them were like really long and whatever. And it's like, okay, hey, like my expectations from that point, I wasn't expecting a joke that was that good, like straight off the bat, because I actually found that was quite funny. But it was easily the best joke of the whole episode. Oh, but I don't, I don't like that because it's so clearly taking a classic thing and we're just going to hammer mm. it into the ground until it's dead. Yeah. And that's new Simpsons writing. Like, yeah. well, I mean, that, that's oh, a good so point true. as well. Yeah, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it from, like, from before. Okay, so <laughs> I agree, with, I agree with you and I still think it's the best joke. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think that the, at the start, um, I thought when, because they're planning to change the dodgy teachers from all the Springfield schools. Oh. And when Chalmers announces that and he got the projection and he says, it's time for the annual Dance of the Lemons. That's funny. I thought that was, ju- I didn't know there was going to be any, any more context. Just saying the annual Dance of the Lemons is a funny enough phrase that I got, I got a good chuckle out of that. I, if, that was a good even bit. that as a setup, I think is like quite funny that all the public schools would swap their worst teachers <laughs> just by like, you know, lucky draw. Like, I, I think that's a good bit. I have a feeling that that was probably, like, the initial joke of the episode that got things going. Because that is that is hilarious. Like, in I reckon probably in days gone by, that could have been, like... The plot. The plot of a yeah. good Simpsons episode, potentially. Yeah. How about you, Dave? What did you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Why even bother anymore? Like... <laughs> What what is anyone getting out of yeah, this? Who is the audience for new, like what is the demographic right? now? Like Sim- Simpsons every podcast. Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it just to be polite to your working relationship yeah. at this point. Yeah. You remember when fucking Zach Braff like defended doing it like a new season of Scrubs without any of the old people just being like, "Oh, we're in the fucking global financial crisis, so I'm just keeping everyone in a job." Did he actually say that? Yeah, that's the only reason <laughs> there yeah. was a season like nine of Scrubs. Because that was shit. like after the writers' strike, and he was just like, oh. "I want to pay some people." And it's like, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, but you could just give them money. You know, you didn't have <laughs> yeah, to you're, fucking you're make it. You're already Zach Braff. Yeah, you exactly. already made the you're garden state. fucking multi-millionaire. Everyone who works on this show is fucking rich as shit. Why the fuck do they need more money? Well, he can't pay them all on his own. You know, he's no hey, Superman. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> when is this Grubs uh, podcast coming out? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start. Run. I'm gonna start it in tandem with my Family Guy podcast. That's a good idea. I reckon. <laughs> Oh, sorry, fuck. <laughs> like, I, Scrubs would have been less of a waste of time to watch an episode, even of season nine, than what we just sort of watched. Oh, uh, yeah, I would watch season nine in a heartbeat over any of the it's uh, so huge dick era. Yeah. How do you watch so many in the podcast, Elliot? Because like, eventually we get to a classic era and life yeah. is good again. This has the most, like, predictable format of, like, any podcast whatsoever, yeah. where it's just like, well, we're going to start on the shit one, <laughs> then the slightly less shit one, and then the one we all agree is very good. I'm not... But, no, I just think... I just want to know how you feel personally having to, like... Not from a podcaster perspective, but literally having to consume that much bad content. <laughs> yeah, let's make this... A, like, tell us about your childhood. Like, how does, that, how does uh, it factor into your psyche? Honestly, it's been able to take out my anger on New Simpsons. Is, you know, it's a nice little catharsis, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, it's exactly. a great way to channel my negative energy. Yeah, yeah. like, you're not out there, like, beating people up. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're, you're just... 
beating yourself up internally by watching <laughs> HG era Simpsons. I caramba. I caramba, dude. Like, well, the, I guess that the crux of the whole show of this episode, rather, was obviously them going to Blazing Guy or whatever, um, mm. like the Burning Man mm. stand in. That in itself, like, Burning Man is a deep well for you to parody and make fun of. Like, it's full of, like, rich tech dudes who do acid and make deals and people who, like, spend thousands and thousands of dollars to pretend like they're connecting with the earth. There's a, it's a deep well to be able to make fun of that. But they kind of didn't really do that. They just, like, no. And I guess for the animators, like, it was just an excuse to be able to draw some fun creatures and stuff, which I guess that they did. Oh, yeah, um, like the little animations and yeah. stuff. And, like, cute. And, like, Whatever. Marge's trip kind of, like, I don't think there's ever yeah. been a okay. single depiction of drug use in anything that's been ever. that bad that's been, that's been good at all you know what was better there was an episode you know this you're the oracle there was an episode like fucking like 15 20 years ago where like homer tries weed for the first time and like oh yeah and they make it look like it's acid yeah, yeah. More, but more than that like during marge's first trip during the first psychedelic kind of episode that you have because marge is in the desert and she gets offered some tea to calm down and of course it's laced with psychedelics because she's yeah. a burning man and whatever and so oh. then it goes into this like psychedelic scene and there's some some music that kind of gets repeated. It's really hacky. Like it's not good, but The Simpsons has done like psychedelic visuals better in the past. My, my shoes are talking to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Don't worry. We won't hurt you. <laughs> So good. We only want to have a little <laughs> So, but during that first bit, you actually see Space Coyote yeah. walk yeah. past. Yeah. But, Way to that... remind us of a uh, better time. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. I, didn't yeah. even, I didn't even fucking notice yeah, so, that. And that's, mm. and that's a time, it's like, oh, right, like that was when The Simpsons actually did attempt to do a psychedelic thing and they really mixed up the visual style and they really did something interesting. And just like the fact that, you know, Edna Krabappel was there and she had the voice of the, yeah. of the adults in Peanuts with the <laughs> trumpet and whatever. It's like really clear. Clever it's a good bit. Play on that, you know, and to me, like that almost works as a synecdoche for the whole episode. It's just kind of like we're gonna here's new Simpsons referencing old Simpsons, but what we're bringing to the table now is just it's just a Nothing. not not even close to what it was doing before, you know. Yeah, and like classic like New Simpsons kind of like plot ex- escalation when like oh, Marge God. is like. You'll cheer up on our camping trip. <laughs> and then that there was, was so. Uh, and then there was a oh, beat, man. and he's like. What camping trip? It was so uh. like, that was jarring as hell. Like I've never Might seen. Might as well have fucking skyped in. <laughs> so the, Sim- the Simpsons has always been famous for its A B A plot and B plot and whatever. Yet this was like the most ham fisted trying to shove A and B together that I've ever kind of seen. Like as if they they kind of knew that that was a thing. Like Simpsons has to have an A plot and mm. a B plot, yeah. and yet they couldn't seem to do that. Because I think, like, somewhere in the middle or whatever, like, they really were playing with completely separate stories that were just, mm. you know, it was kind of like lol random kind of stuff. For whereas, real. whereas here it wasn't even lol random. It was just kind of like, oh, well, we're obliged to have an A plot and a B plot and we somehow have to shove them together. So we're just going to do that in the most, like, hacky way. In the, no, the like, end goal was clearly Burning Man, but then they didn't have a goal when they were there either. Mm. Yeah, that's and, true. And they didn't, like, have, like, Burning Man was obviously the main place they wanted to get to. So they're like, oh, okay, let's do this, like, by. I guess Bart gets a mean teacher and he goes to Burning Man. Then they're able to do that. Yeah. Here's a bit of fun. So, what are our guesses for who the teacher was played by? Oh, Uh, Crispin Glover. Was it? um, (laughs) Close. uh, Close? Dustin Hoffman? No. You're getting colder. Louis (laughs) C.K. Too hot, too hot. (laughs) It was the guest of Mr. Harvey. (laughs) It was Will Wagner. (laughs) You're closest now. 
Oh, what? To wi- it was Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Oh! oh! The Green Goblin. Mm. <laughs> Something of a scientist himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. what do we think of his performance? Yeah. He's got a good voice, is yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like, like he, he could just like read out the back of a cereal box and I'd be like, cool. Yeah, I, re- I reckon he did all of his lines the same way Krusty did his lines. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Say show now. Say show now. Okay, okay, Krusty, we're ready to record and uh, now he's fucking gone. Well, I think the annoying thing about his character is that there's just no depth to it. Like, he was cruel. Yeah. And he came in and you're like, oh, he's intimidating. He's not putting up with Nelson and Bart. And there's a whole mess there. But, like, we don't ever get a sense of why he's cruel. That cruelty seems jarringly disconnected to Blazing Guy. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not part of it. We don't understand why he likes Blazing Guy, why it's mm. important to him. So then humiliating him there by ruining that for him doesn't work as an end goal because it, yeah. none of it's connected. It's all just bits. Oh, speaking of ham-fisted, how about the old, um, let's continue this conversation online. Do you remember? <laughs> I was just what? like, yeah, like what was like, what is going on there? When he was, was, when he he was like requesting up. him like a slide into the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking just slide into the DMs yourself, dude. Yeah, just shoot <laughs> your in- shot. The yeah. internet is public domain. Because uh, nothing good came from that. Like, no. the face look or whatever the Facebook stand-in is, like, there were no good jokes there. The story didn't do anything. Like, the plan didn't come from that. So what's the point of him not just talking about Blazing Guy in the teacher's room. Yeah. And maybe yeah. having a joke with Miss Hoover or something and, like... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you should come to Blazing Guy with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and so she, much better and then already. She was, then she was there. Then she like, was there, you've yeah. got... And, he, and he, he gets humiliated in front of her. Perfect. Punch it up. Punch <laughs> it up. <laughs> what a great episode of a great show. Um, so has anybody seen this episode before? Of no, course. No. Yeah, this is my favourite episode of the show The Simpsons. I've seen it at least 97 times. Yeah. So on The Simpsons Index, we like to explore the two pillars of what we think can make a good Simpsons episode, the wackiness and the heart. So first of all, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I don't think it was. No. Like, I think it was more shooting for kind of like parody really or like commenting on something that kind of existed culturally but didn't really have anything to say about that it was more just kind of pointing towards well this exists and this is what and people dress as giant telephones in the desert am I right like yeah, yeah it, did, it didn't really have anything to say about the trippy Burning animations Man. were wacky I guess again compared to like even the desert island, the desert the past, stuff, yeah. like with the coyote, you're like. No, I was talking when home. Not desert island. When sure, good. Totally. Compared to that, oh. it was like, fuck off. I would, hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, can we can we do an episode where we just watch sugar posting for like an hour? <laughs> <laughs> we review sugar posting. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the, sick. It feels like the episode's trying very hard to be wacky, but it's so grounded in in having to like speed through so much plot that has no reward that like yeah. the wackiness doesn't because even when you first meet Larson or whatever and he like Cuts does the whole joker and... stuff and you're like oh okay this is a bit but <laughs> joker stuff <laughs> I was, th- I was thinking it's it's like, big, big edgy in any way in 2019 is just joker stuff <laughs> didn't he literally say you want to know how I got these scars yeah that's how I got that's how I got this scar that's a joker reference <laughs> no it's pretty I twisted thought, I thought it, it was like a um like a itchy the killer or thing moment where like proving the loyalty of cutting is the face no one gonna mention the damage tattoo on his forehead it was right there the whole 
whole time. Killed Batman. I do think it was weird that he wasn't voiced by Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> oh my god. It's just interesting as all. Yeah. Well, he was going to be, but then they made another casting choice, and now he's really upset about it. Yeah. He tried, yeah. Jared Leto tried to get this episode stopped. Oh no. <laughs> that, it's sincerely so funny that Leto was like knew that Joaquin was a better actor. He was going <laughs> to do a good job. So he's yes, like, he no, no, please don't release this movie. <laughs> Not Joaquin. <laughs> god, can you imagine Leto doing Walk the Line? <laughs> I walk the line. Yes. Oh, 30 seconds to Mars Johnny Cash cover out. <laughs> Fuck me up. Isn't uh, Jared Leto like leading a cult now? He's like gone full Joker. Sunday service. He's gone, Probably. Probably. gone full Joker. Yeah. He just released a new album called Jesus is King. <laughs> check it out. Joker is King. Yeah, Joker, Joker, Joker is King. King. Joker is King. Joker Christ. <laughs> we, we punched Fuck! it up. <laughs> you know what would make this episode way funnier and wackier? Maybe if Homer has an extended fight with a chicken for no apparent reason. <laughs> I no, I reckon it'd be better if it was all said in Homer's swamp. Oh, yeah. true. That would be pretty epic, too. Yeah. yeah oh. I, there's no, like, tonal consistency in it. Like, no. Like, zero. Like, it's garbage. Like, just like, just shit. Cutting himself with the knife kind of thing, stealing money from Nelson, these kind of, like, over-the-top kind of things, and then, like, having him be someone who's like likes the hippie kind of experience of blazing guy, and then, like... Becomes a prison guard. Becomes a prison guard. Spoilers. I, again, like, they continue to drag... The terrific voice work of Kelsey Grammer through the mud. Like, yeah. the, he, there's a small sideshow Bob bit at the end. Right. Another guest uh, star for this episode, yeah. Yeah. I legit wouldn't have been surprised if they just cut up previous appearances of his. <laughs> like that episode after fucking Isaac Hayes died. Yeah. And they just cut up all his. Hello there, children. I wanna make love to your children. Yeah. Like that shit. Like, no shit, though. In episodes where they've had Sideshow Bob come back in the HD era, they've taken that rake sample because he can't do it again. <laughs> yeah, wow. that one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let me try that again. So, I, <laughs> so I, Watching you. I was like. It's <laughs> first warning. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I was actually wondering where they were going to go with that inclusion of Sideshow Bob right at the end. Like, whether they were setting up for there to be a more, you know, like a payoff later on in the season. where Like a direct a... sequel episode or something, right? Well, it's just I... like, all of a sudden, Larson does actually come back and he is plotting something with Sideshow Bob. And that wouldn't be great, but I kind of think I would prefer ending on that serious, foreboding, dramatic tone. Yeah. Because it would be so out of nowhere for the rest of the episode, as opposed to just the, they argue about who gets to gut Bart. And then yeah. Sideshow Bob gets huffy about it, and then they make it into that kind That's of. That's the so end of the it's show. Not a, yeah, it's not a good enough joke. I did worry intensely when he popped up that we were somehow only halfway through the episode, <laughs> and there was still more to go. Well, that's it. It's like the... an hour long episode. I was like, this has been 22 minutes, right? Right? Yeah, that's it. And that's another trend of the Simpsons HD era is that they have like a, a mini fourth act that's, yeah, a two minute joke that's just always tacked on and always terrible. So, on the other side of the spectrum, I guess whatever you want to call it. We like to talk about the heart. Did this episode have any? Did you feel bumps? No, no bumps. heart at all. And no. also, like, the well they keep going back to to have Marge be upset with Homer as, like, an emotional or, like, mm. plot-driving moment is so done now. And I know that's, like, when your show's been on the air for 30 years, there's only so many plot ideas you're going you're gonna to have. But, like, continually having, like, Marge be like, oh, Homer, you let me down again. And, she like, was crying. She had a Bloody hell, woman. Just the way that that was handled. Like, having it's Marge get ugly, that dude. emotional and then have Homer turn it into a food joke. And also, like, yeah. Homer, Homer's character this episode was basically reduced down to Homer likes food, like, way too many times. Like, that was just, like... Like a thing, but that was 
that really stuck out and as being like anti-heart mm. yeah oh absolutely yeah like he, he just didn't care and it Cause, sucked because in the history of the simpsons marge actually crying because she holds it together like yeah that's, that's part of marge's whole character she's always done that she's like going up against these huge obstacles and she's continually feeling underappreciated and downtrodden and yet she maintains face yeah and for her to like actually lose it and break down that's like some of the biggest moments in the simpsons like and the, here it just kind of happens compare it to the pretzel one where she's like all sad and she's like you want some butter it's under my face and she's mm. totally dejected oh, like, yeah. it's super well done you, yeah. or like yeah. um secrets of a successful marriage when oh. where she's just like had enough you know? Yeah, or the um, one where she's trying to keep up appearances with her friends, and she has to manically mm. make that new dress out of yeah. the yeah. Old oh my god! Or the one where Brian and Stewie uh, go to Rhode Island. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's You're like that's ev- two. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I say is just setting him up, even though I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost before you start. But also her like trippy uh, drug thing at the end when she was like, you know what, Homer, I did have a great time. Like that really should have had a Don't you do it again? Honestly, that that ending joke of the montage where like it goes upwards towards space, and like there's a Millhouse fights up there, and then Nelson is a meteorite that pops the Millhouse thing was probably the worst joke of the episode. I think that was just so unfunny. Oh no, dude! The worst joke of the episode is the guy saying like, "But I'm just an illusion." (laughs) That one was like, I was ready to. I was like, I have commitment to this podcast and being a guest. I'm very glad to be here, but that tested me. I was like. Oh, wow. But all the jokes um, were lampshaded. Like, Milhouse Bear, nothing scares me. Then the scary thing comes along. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he pissed his pants. Oh, that, that, that one was lampshaded so as well. So funny. Yeah. The, um, the Nelson being like, he prays on the weak. Yeah. 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 Yeah, these aren't jokes. These are just, we're going to say a thing, and then it happens. Show and tell. Rule of comedy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So funny, dude. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It felt like a new episode of The Simpsons and that Mm -hmm. of fucking blue chunks. (laughs) It's so like, I wrote down when watching it, like the tonal consistency thing, there's nothing at all about how that episode felt compared to what I want from The Simpsons. There's nothing about it. Like, if you change the characters and the voices and kept everything else, it wouldn't feel like a Simpsons episode at all. I'm so confused as to who it's for. This mm. is something I got as well. I just can't. Yeah. Put my, like, I just don't know. See, like, this is what I was wondering. If this was a classic era Simpsons episode that was trying to deal with the subject of Burning Man. Yeah, it's I called feel like the they have... Loser. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, right, right? Like, right? and But even in, even in that episode, they had things to say about exactly Lollapalooza. Right. They had, you know, like, it is kind of hypocritical because they're dealing with, like... You know, alternative culture, but at the same time, it's so mass marketed. Yeah. There's there's all these sponsorships and stuff like that. So like, I feel like the potential is there to, as you said, Andrew, to mine the well about what Burning Man is about, and yeah. also, like the setup, just plot point wise of yeah. Homer. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a glaring plot hole in the sense that. If Homer couldn't get a campsite, but he somehow just, oh, he's able to get to Burning Man. Sweet, no problem, <laughs> yeah. no issues there. But I mean, like that setup and having and you know like. I don't know. It's always satisfying for there to be relationships resolved over psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, like, there's some stuff there, but it's just... Well, I kept thinking, yeah. have you guys seen the Malcolm in the Middle episode where they go to Burning Man? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking sick, right? It's fantastic. Like, what a good show. Oh, for real. <laughs> like, Lois, you know, normally being really high strong, but she has an artistic streak, yeah. actually is in her element here and she can relax. But that's um, the same in a separate episode where, um, is it Hal? Is he the dad? Yeah. Where he, uh, you discover. 
So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You discover, <laughs> Say my name! <laughs> you discover he's a figure dancer, figure skater. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's like, so good. Why didn't they do anything cool like that? You know what I did? The moment that got me the most in terms of heart was when Lisa arrived at Burning yeah. Man and she was elated. She was like no, free expression. No, but that sucks. You, know, you don't think so? Because <laughs> Burning Man sucks. And, <laughs> and Lisa would know that? And I, like, right. yeah, I feel okay. like Lisa, especially the Burning Man portrayed in this episode, is not difficult to see through. Yeah, and it annoyed okay. me that Lisa didn't see through it. Oh, okay. I'm okay. I'm with you it was that. it was nice yeah. to see her playing music mm. with people because that's always nice. Mm. But I was like, when it started, it sounded like party dancing. <laughs> 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 just the sax and the drums. I'm just huh. like, fuck yeah, dude. It was <laughs> sick. But yeah, this had every opportunity to ask some really important questions about our culture. You know, things. You know, key questions like where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. Oh, That's a uh, very good question, but I've got a question for you. What is that? Would you watch it again? Fuck off! <laughs> My question Fuck for David was front. strike three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. okay, question Speaking for you. of like, jokes that are really poorly set up. In the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No, I wouldn't watch it again, but I was thinking as well, like what I was half expecting, and I know it, it isn't like that much of a known thing that he's a Burning Man guy, but I know like Elon Musk is like, he has, to, <laughs> he has a Burning Man every year. And I was really half expecting it to be, to, uh, he would turn up there and be like, Hello, Lisa. I'm, I'm dating Musk. Grimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, Grimes. yeah. That's, Grimes. that's the way I prefer to refer to Elon Musk as the guy dating Grimes. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he, there's like an episode of The Simpsons that heavily features him. I think I did know that, yeah. The Musk Who Fell to Earth. Uh, yeah. Another oh. one of our straight failures. Just Oof, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big wolf fest. Has there been any good new era HD Simpsons episodes There's a whole yet? podcast about that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, They've Musk. even got a fucking spreadsheet. You heard about this shit? <laughs> Not a fucking Google. It's fucking lit. Yes. Lucky. There there have been at least a You are lucky. You are lucky there's a family guy. I'm lucky there's a man who positively can do all the things that What comes after strike three? (laughs) Home base. (laughs) I also thought the dynamics in the classroom felt really off. Yeah. The way that Nelson was worried for Bart when, like, Larson started targeting him. And the way that everyone turned, like, hey, Bart, do you have any info on the new teacher? That just felt really weird to me. Yeah. Also, it was the first day of fourth grade. (laughs) Oh, again. (laughs) I actually like the line, the positive from the app. I did like the line, um, hey, can I bum a tent? (laughs) (laughs) I also like Nelson saying he had a pretty solid 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Again, the episode peaked very early. So, we'll just quickly go around the room. Jack, we'll start with you. Is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Oof. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, well, it was, if I was writing uh, it, I would have, like, the teacher not be a fucking weird psychopath, mm. and then also them not go to Burning Man. <laughs> And then... Uh, Instead, maybe go to, oh, I don't know, Hullabalooza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Big no, I'd day probably, out. I'd probably rather if it was like a Ralph episode and Lisa sends like him a Valentine's card or something. Oh, like, true. I reckon that'd be really cool. I'd enjoy that a lot, actually. How about you, Nathan? I think having more depth to the teacher character and like a reason for his cruelty that is then somehow connected to Burning Man makes it work. But I also think the Dance of the Lemons and like swapping the worst teachers should have been enough to sustain an episode. I don't yeah. need 
Burning Man. You know, it feels like two half episodes and maybe either of them could have been good. Uh-huh. And so, like, that's exactly how I feel about it as well. Two half episodes. So you pick one. You either make it about exclusively the cruelty of the teacher and then something in that situation leads to a B-plot or alternatively the family, like Homer fucks up camping but he somehow lucks into taking his family to Burning Man and that leads to be a catalyst for him resolving issues with Marge and maybe le- the entire B-plot there is Lisa becoming disillusioned with what she thinks Love is it. a creative mm. paradise, but actually she sees like some, you know, like Wall Street investors doing some deals or whatever. It's kind of yeah. like when Lisa goes to Washington, except more heartbreaking because it's, you know, it's this creativity kind of thing. And I think there would have been plenty of heart there. And then you could do that classic era thing where we're talking about this real thing exists yeah. and we're commenting on it. How about you, Mac? Yeah, I was, that's all my kind of notes as well were just that, like either have it about... Bart trying to prank this teacher and you find out the reason that he's cruel is related to something that happened to him or whatever and like oh, there's like, like yeah, like some actual yeah. emotion to it kind of thing, justifying it. Or have the Burning Man plot. Like the two yeah. of them didn't need to be together. Deed. So here's the plan, right? Here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> <clears throat> So instead of Homer going to Burning Man, he wakes up one morning and he's pickle Rick. And he's covered in Whoa. Sketchawan sauce. <laughs> And he's rolling around going wubba lubba dub dub. Really and everyone is just like, that's so freaking epic, dude. <laughs> I really thought it was going it, to... It's really... Game recognized game. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peter Griffin walks in and he's oh, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah Lou, I, I reckon there is more potential with Bart having a teacher that is cutting his face to show him who's boss and maybe like there's something with Bart still trying to have one over and just realising, oh, if I do my schoolwork, uh, I don't know. Because the thing that they're doing with this teacher coming in is solving the problem that, yeah, now we're in a post-crabuple, you know, Marshall Wallace has since passed, so, but they still don't have a replacement teacher for him. So Bart's just in this string of substitutes, which could be an interesting angle, but I, yeah, don't think they took it to an interesting place. No oh. shit. And the other guest star of this episode, playing the flaming tuba, was David Silverman, noted director of The Simpsons. Do you guys know about his flaming tuba bit? No. Did he actually a, play that? That was a thing. Yeah. The director from The Simpsons frequently goes to art festivals, including Burning Man, and has a tuba that has a gas line running through it that's on fire that, you know, bursts flames whenever he blows. It became a way bigger plot point than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think if I had learnt that through a different episode, I might like it more. But <laughs> as it stands, <laughs> I'm not very impressed. It's dangerous business out there, Lois. Like the time I learned how to play the flaming tuba. <laughs> Does anyone have any other notes? Uh, I just drew a massive dick in the notepad again. But yeah, this time I drew like a little dragon on the ball bag. So mm. I reckon I'm going to get that as my next tattoo. <laughs> so just a big dragon across, like stretch across my ball bag. Wait, so you're getting the tattoo of a dragon on a ball bag or are you getting a tattoo of a dragon on your uh, ball no, bag? No, I'm getting a tattoo of a dick where the ball bag has a dragon tattooed on it. Right. So it's a tattoo within a tattoo. Under your eye. Yeah, Like exactly. Post Malone. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Two dicks under both eyes. It's going to be freaking sweet. I think probably the worst joke in the episode <laughs> overall, and there were many bad ones, but the one that I was just like, this is actually a bad joke, is where... I don't know whether the, that character is named. The one with the red glasses and the curly hair. Database, oh. yeah. Database, yeah. Oh, when he, when he says, no. does, does he have OCD, OCD, OCD? He's like, man, oh, nuh-uh. not on. Nah. Not, not on board with that. Yeah, I, um, that was very particularly egregious. And I'll, I'll say again, it's a bummer to see, even briefly, 
the talents of Kelsey Grammer wasted. Mm. Yeah. I Even just, though he, he did, like, it was still good to hear his voice. It is. It's <laughs> always good to hear his voice. Like, the way he said salmon. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like man. Yeah. I want him to be my waiter. <laughs> I did think... Um, Bring me some tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> but, but no, like, if he came over to you and he was reading out the menu and they just said, said salmon, like, that is like all the salmon. You'd be like, no. <laughs> Anything but that one. What you doing? Colin again. <laughs> no. I did, like, when Larson cut his face and then Skinner was like, oh, I see you're left-handed. That was like, I don't think that joke landed super well, but I do think it was a very Skinner thing to do in that situation. Yeah. And yeah. and in an episode devoid of, like, real character, I was like, I like that. I actually didn't mind when he snapped the red pen and goes, yeah. oh, I'm going to fail nail inspection. Yeah. It, it was quick, yeah. at least, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, relatively painless. It wasn't, it wasn't a good brief. joke, but it was a short joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just was really sad by the whole thing. I was just you like, just oh, sorry. I was just like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you really thought that like the Simpsons like were still Jack. at their peak. No, it's, I, didn't, I knew, I knew that it wasn't at its peak, but I just was just like, surely these people were fans of the Simpsons at one point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why do they wish it harm? Why do they wish it harm? What are they? What are they doing? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's a real stop stop. He's already dead. Yeah, it fully <laughs> is. Stop it, stop it. He's oh, already dead. Oh, get it? Like but, like from the thing. But maybe maybe it's like what you said when you're talking about how the writer you were talking to the writer and they said like, well, we didn't nail it that episode, but yeah. next next episode, guys, <laughs> it's going to be the start of a new golden era of the Simpsons. Yeah. So they show up it's next just, day and luck. try again. Oh, yeah. it's so sad. Nobody likes their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple more notes. I write for The Simpsons. It's a bummer. <laughs> oh, who, me? Uh, back to the office. <laughs> Anyone catch Bart's little Keith Flint haircut? I, was, I actually yeah. wrote that in my notes. Keith Flint haircut, yeah. Uh, yeah, what a twisted fire starter. Oh, oh Burning Man, fire starter. Fuck hey. yeah. Uh, yeah cool. R.I.P. Oh, and then they did that really, again, lampshaded joke. At least they didn't draw attention to it, and he's got a balloon, and ugh. Actually, you know what else I thought? I just uh, thought of something as well. When, like, the lampshading, when Bart takes his hat off and he's got the Homer haircut, not a yeah. bad joke. Him saying, I was trying to even it out. And then Milhouse goes, You're starting to look a lot like your dad. Like, <laughs> oh, dude. What the hell, man? Also, oh, yeah. don't remind us of that great Bob's Burgers episode that we'd <laughs> all rather be watching. This yeah. <laughs> where Gene like, becomes like Bob. Yeah. Yes. Like, start, starts acting like him as well. And like, calls his, calls his mum Lynn. <laughs> don't call your mother Lynn. <laughs> You're all, kids are terrible. You're all terrible. You're all terrible. You do say that. I think um, of that line in Bob's Burgers, I'm funny in the wall, probably once a day. <laughs> <laughs> the funny Bob in the Index. <laughs> and online spreadsheet, that's also a fucking Bob's Burgers podcast. Actually, I that do. has legs, because then each episode you could eat and review the oh. burgers that are the specials. That'd be good. Yes! So it's not the podcast that's also a spreadsheet. It's it's the podcast that's also a cookbook. Yeah. Oh, fuck me up. Oh, because, yeah, the amount of times I've seen that, and it's like, yeah, I would like to chive that car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes oh. with chives. <laughs> it comes with chives. Gravy boat, baby. Good shit. Oh, and he holsters the gravy boat. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's time so to bad. rank this thing. Bow me up! Bow me up! I have to tell the people how the ranking works. They know! You've done like 40 fucking thousand of these. Oh, hello to first time listeners. We're very sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> <in> today! <laughs> 
On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes that the Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Look, despite uh, ripping at new ones all over the place, I am going to give it a participant. It didn't quite do enough bad egregious character breaking moments it was mostly boring to me and I, i'm not mad i'm just disappointed but how about you djy cubic zirconium <laughs> okay okay can you justify yourself yeah. yes <laughs> go on yeah. don't let us stop you <laughs> it's okay i heard you before how about you mac um, look, I was I was initially going to say failure, but then your justification for participant kind of made me think that as well. I did chuckle out loud a couple of times, and I thought uh, there were a couple of jokes. It was a crappy app, and I wouldn't watch it again, but I'm going to give it a participant as well. Adam? I enjoyed it from oh. the point... No, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. From the point of view of, like, as I said, I hadn't seen much New Era Simpsons, and I had no idea what it would actually be like. And I was like, oh, it's a little bit of joy in finding out how bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, I think, yeah, participant, because for it to be a failure, I think it would have to actually actively destroy the lineage of The Simpsons. Then I think this just kind of held pace with what New Simpsons is. It, yeah. is. it is a prime example of that compared to, you know, what it was. Nath? Oh, man, now I feel like I have to give a participant. No, no, no. It's the individual rankings, man. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, it was so devoid of joy and charm. Is that enough to fail? Because if that's the case, then that, you know, speaks to life in... Um, <laughs> no, whatever. Failure. It's a failure. Hey. Yeah. 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 Jack? Yeah, it was a definite failure for me. Like, that fucking... You're the Simpsons, bro. You can't just have a participant. <laughs> you are right. the Simpsons. You're Hussein, Hussein Bolt. Yeah, he ran as well. I'm like, feel, I feel bad now. It's so, I, I'm going to go failure. It is a fail. Yeah, all right. Even, like, You're changing? Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. It's a failure. No, from that, it's just, that's impassioned. It is, yeah. I'm yeah. cut, man. I'm fucking so cut. At Jack is taking this so hard. It's just so garbage because, like, everyone's cultural frame is framed by oh, God. The Simpsons. Yeah. Every single uh. person. <laughs> Not every single person. <laughs> Everybody. Every, absolutely. But, like, it just sucks that have so much of my, yeah, my cultural prism framed by The Simpsons and then have this pass with the same title as that fuck oh off God, man, man. <laughs> fuck you you fucking not my no, really i hope that writer is listening because fuck you Carolyn i don't care if this is your job <laughs> who wrote it again elliot who cares uh, it fuck? was a dual writing credit of Carolyn omni and william wright fuck oh. off man like you don't you don't it's a female right i just think it's interesting as all jack be so mean to a um female uh artist is all yeah i just think where where was the artist? I can see. Oh, <laughs> noted misogynist Jack Riley. <laughs> All right, this will make this episode a shiny failure. This will be the second episode from season twenty six to get that honor. The other being Mathlete's feet, which is a very boring, forgettable episode that is most noted for featuring the Rick and Morty couch gag. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Morty. Bleh. All right, guys, that's Wanna it for the HD. <laughs> that's it for the HD era. We're going to move on to the teens era now. Adam and Jack, you weren't here last time mm -hmm. when for the teens era we reviewed that 90s show so i thought i didn't want you to miss out so we're gonna go watch that again okay i hate you so much <laughs> oh, oh that was it <laughs> no nah, i'm fucking kidding we're watching the one with the who we'll be back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode this was. Season 12, episode 2, A Tale of Two Springfields. First released in November of Ought, it was directed by Sean Cashman, written by John Swartzwelder. Hey! In this episode, people should know this one, this is the one with the badger that's probably Millhouse and it's also got the who! <laughs> badger my ass! <laughs> Guys, what'd you think? Uh, look, the quote actually from the room was it feels good to laugh again. <laughs> and there was a lot of laughter at the front oh, end God. of this episode. Yeah. They don't fuck around, hey, this, oh. this moves so quick. It's so good. The, the moments with, like, Homer investigating the badger in the dog kennel. Actually, like, from the very beginning, actually. Yeah. Like, taking it right back. Like, Bart <laughs> discovering that there's right a badger. And, and then it's so funny. The whole, the whole front section. And, like, getting back to what I was saying about, like, A plots and B plots. The first, like, five to ten minutes is the entire, like, B plot before we move into yeah. the A plot. And it's done so friggin' well when the badger shows up at the window and goes like... <laughs> Shut up, you! We have more important things to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also badger voice. Like, it comes back a few times and like, whoever did the voice acting is just like... Yeah, I thought that was going to be a so Frank much. Welker and it wasn't. It uh, was Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and in a pinch, woodpeckers. Yeah. Right, can we borrow your woodpecker? <laughs> so, yeah, like, that whole sequence is just laugh after yeah. laugh after laugh. We have to get it back. Uh-huh. It's its birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he fucking fl- he flies away. He does the way uh-huh. Yeah. And then he flies directly into the fucking bug zapper. It's like, it's like oh. the entire B-plot is just jokes. Yeah. This is like, yeah. we're going to squeeze as many like funny bits in as we can and then... <laughs> Genuinely yeah. so the rest fucking of the funny. Well, we've noticed it's a sort of tenant of Good Simpsons episodes that will sort of front load, like put all the jokey stuff in the first act and sort of like start getting in little bits of story for it to pay off in the second and third uh, yeah right wait what season was this season 12 12 yeah right so this is like past like what people consider to be like the best era yeah definitely yeah. so like it's weird to think that like they were putting out something with this consistent a rate of laughs and stuff that we reference now oh yeah like I have a friend who legit has a tattoo on her palm that says, oh. yeah, 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 the, the Carl equals white and Lenny equals black. <laughs> she has that well, tattooed on her palm. <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and my uh, friend has this. <laughs> yeah, Show us your palms, Deej. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blame that on two things. One, I've had roughly 90 minutes of sleep. Also, I'm incredibly racist. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the, that'll do it. The, like again, like the reason it's so good, Schwarzwalder. Yeah, the, he's definitely the most consistent writer in the tenure of The Simpsons. He's Re- a, oh really? He's a brilliant fucking writer. Like so many of the classic episodes are written by John. He has a great name. You just that right? Yeah, yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> he's um, also the most prolific. Like even yeah. though he dropped out of the series in season fifteen, he has still written more episodes than of The anyone. Simpsons than anyone else. Oh, okay. In the last episode we talked about, it was a writing duo. Yeah. Does that become more common as The Simpsons kind of goes on, or is uh, it just kind of random? Not really, but honestly, uh, Carol and Omni, like... Because that last episode was surprising, because she's actually been one of the better later-era writers. Right. But um, she has been known to have a couple of duo writing credits, but... 
yeah, John Swartzwelder, like, again, he's written like 60 episodes, so it's kind of hard to pick out a few, but like Bart, sure. Bart the Murderer, Homer at the Bat, Itchy and Scratchy Movie, Whacking Damn. Day. Oh. Damn. Yeah, he's, a, he's a legend. Uh, he's a itchy and Scratchy Land, the Stonecutters episode, Bart's Comet. What? Radioactive, he... man. He's like yeah. written. Oh, he's a legend. He wrote yeah. all of those by himself? No, yeah. well, <laughs> writing credits in American shows, like that one person is like they hire writers from the um, WGA the Writers Guild of America, and then one person is credited as the head writer, but they all work on the script together. Yeah, and That's how yeah, writing right. credits work in American sitcoms. But um, such a, like, comparing people age and your voice changes, you can't fucking slag on that kind of thing. But you compare the last steps of voice work compared to with this one. Mm. Like, fucking Castellaneta is in top form mm. with Homer. Just like, even, like, so live much. on the rich side of town. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's in, so in, he's in incredible it's, form. That's actually the monocle that, that fucking popped up. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. <laughs> I, Holy fuck, that's so funny. It's something I definitely noticed as well. It's just like the level of investment and commitment and passion that comes mm. through in the voice acting. And I mean, like, that kind of happens when you're given better lines and when you yourself... Yeah. as a voice actor or whatever, are excited to be delivering the lines. And maybe that's, like, a part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. But, so. yeah, I mean, like, the characters in this episode had something to fight for. They had goals. And that yeah. was very much absent. But there's, there's something beautiful as well about the way that this episode is just, like, a series of things that happen. Like, a badger is in the backyard, which reminds slash alerts Homer to the fact that there's a new area code, which leads them to split Springfield in two. And there's only, like, a few things that kind of happen, but there's so much space around that for the characters and, like, you know, Springfield as a character to move through those events. Yes. And everyone gets so many jokes compared... Yeah, again, it's hard to not compare the two. Uh, and, <laughs> hey, that's what we do on well, the yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you're right about, like, everybody gets a good bit. Like, there's obviously, like, the highlights, like, the Badger line is one of the most timeless lines of all The Simpsons. <laughs> but, like, even, but even, like... I'm, so, I'm gonna keep laughing about that. Like, <laughs> so the rest of the yeah. But then even, like, Skinner going, like, not like the who to be tardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, wow, Burns, Burns having a prince. crease in his little head. Oh. Oh. No, no, that radio, makes me feel gross. The radio DJs <laughs> with yes. the like little samples of fucking Austin Powers yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so tapes the oh. yeah, oh. oh. dialing at be, random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll behave. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I need to get me an Austin Powers soundboard. <laughs> oh, dude, would that make you horny? <laughs> <laughs> and the video that they watch, like oh anytime this, like that oh. era Simpsons does like an instructional video or like one's like World Without Zinc and you know all yeah. those things that are... <laughs> oh my God. but this was great and it's a really understated one like I'd forgotten about that video <laughs> but like every time I hear Zinc I actually think come, come back Zinc yeah, this is what I'm talking come about back. like our cultural prism yeah. is totally yeah. cursed by the Simpsons yeah, but like... the fucking, I'm, I'm Phony McRingRing yeah. <laughs> you're not like, dumber you're... than a monkey yeah, are you how big of a monkey did you do like... the voice like that was, yeah, that was actually scary really accurate. I've scarily watched this episode so many yeah. times. The, the hey, don't get ahead of yourself, buddy. That's in your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was segueing smoothly. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? 47. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, dozen at least. Like Because it was one of the ones that was on Foxtel, the Saturday, oh, yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah, like Simpsons marathon ones. Like And I watch those every Saturday and Sunday. So I've seen it enough times for it to be like... Like surprisingly funny because I'm like, like I'm like oh, I've seen it so many times the jokes joke still land I've seen it like a so dozen yeah, times. I forgot so much about it like I forgot how it started I forgot how the who factored into it I yeah like. I knew, like, little bits and pieces. Like, I, w I was sitting there, like, fucking Guy Pearce and Memento, just a bit like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how does this all fit? 
and about you, Adam? then I was just like, yeah. I, I would have to say it would be under 10, just based on the fact that I it still was somewhat recognizable to me, but it was still funny. Yeah? No? So, yeah, I reckon about 10 times or so. I reckon I can only really remember seeing it when it was first to free-to-air television. I, like, I can't remember seeing it more than more than once, maybe twice or three times, I guess. Mm. But, like... Yeah. So this one still seemed a little fresh to you? A little... No, it's funny just because, I guess, because at that stage of The Simpsons as a thing, there were a lot of repeated things, like instructional videos or celebrity appearances yeah. or... It's sort of stuff I have seen before, and it felt very... And also, the I guess the characters felt really just true to form, and I think there's a real sense of familiarity with that as well. So it felt fresh as in like, oh, I think I only really, really remember watching this on TV when it was first on, but at the same time, it was so The Simpsons that yeah. it just felt like home as well. Yeah, home I, her. I, I, would, I, I would be surprised if it was both more and less than I think. Yeah, it, you, I, that's that how I feel as but well. That, I mean, like, that speaks to something good, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, that it seems both familiar and fresh. Like, mm. I think that's a good metric for quality. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, this era, like, the teens, it still feels, like, somewhat new for me, even though I've, yeah, probably seen this in excess of 40 times by now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, it still feels like good new Simpsons. <laughs> Gotta give a fucking shout-out to the fucking amazingness. Like, it's such a well-written joke that is the... Replace the convenience of one area code in your town. <laughs> is so yeah, funny. Which is, which is just... <laughs> Atlanta Falcons or yeah. Mr. Oh, Black. Yes. Mr. Black. <laughs> but it's and funny it, because it's not even specific. Yeah, like, every time. Need to. Every yeah. fucking time. It's so fucking funny. Well, and I love the go. whole thing of Homer being like the only one in Springfield <laughs> that can't like handle this training. <laughs> yeah. And like Lenny and Carla, how could you not? You know, what about those leaflets? Yeah. What about yeah. those? two weeks at area code? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Carl's justification being like, well, the six is closer to three, so it's convenient, but the nine is, has less association with the devil, which is important in our very Christian. Like, <laughs> the rationalization of why the change would happen is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I think so. I mean, it's got The Who performing on top of a garbage Berlin Wall. <laughs> like, it's got a fucking badger. <laughs> I mean, allegedly. The badger army at the end was the wackiest part. Uh, yeah, obviously. Well, what not, a good callback. I think the single wackiest joke is when Homer goes into the kennel and he comes out and he lifts oh, his shirt yeah. and all his internal organs are showing. And, it, and it's, How did the badger do that to you without ripping your shirt? And the answer is, what, what am I, a Taylor? Taylor? <laughs> like, yeah. That's really a like, joke that God, like, that's funny. was gross initially, and you're like, are you okay? Are you doing it for gross sake? But yeah, saves it with an awesome joke. Just, what <laughs> am I, Taylor? <laughs> I so think there's funny. something as well. We all know it as the episode with the Who. Yeah, but the first time anyone watched that episode. Because they mention the Who at the start are coming, and then yeah. they don't mention it for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's true. And all of a sudden, they're coming back. It's a real like, oh, we're actually going to do this. There's a weird, like, kind of taking it back off the shelf. It's a good foreshadow, isn't it's it? It's really yeah. good. Yeah. But I, I think you could have written that episode and not had the Who in it, mm. and still had, like, we're giving tickets away, and it just away. happens to be the Who. Yeah. 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 And leading to the guest stars of this episode, mm. Roger Daltrey, John Entwistle, and Paul. Indeed. Townsend. Yes. Yeah. Pete Townsend's brother. 
Yeah. Pete, well, he was unavailable, was not, not bothered or whatever. Well, <laughs> a- according to my research, apparently they contacted him and said, oh, would you like to be in this episode? And he said, yeah, sure. And then when they're like, oh, okay, when do you want to set this up? He's like, oh, I thought we were going to yellow submarine this, you know, right. <laughs> kind of get an actor in. And he refused to do it. And yeah, the Who's agent said, you know, Paul would probably be up for it. <laughs> yeah, okay, the, the guy from the Who's Brothers have got anything going on. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. He's like a gardener or whatever. Was like, Milhouse yeah. in the episode at all? No, I don't think so. Yeah, right. in the I mean, it was probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably Milhouse. And as the Badger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and interestingly, when they were playing on the garbage wall, they drew in Keith Moon, even though he is obviously no, not No, 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 that wasn't Keith Moon. That's what the animators intended. Really? Yeah. Because I thought it was supposed to look like Zack Starkey. Ah, you jumped ahead of my trivia. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so for the people in this room and for those of you listening at home, Zack Starkey is a British drummer who has drummed for Oasis and The Who uh, and a bunch of other bands. Now, his dad uh, is a guy called Richard Starkey, Mm -hmm. um, who also... Appeared on The Simpsons. Uh, also appeared on The Simpsons. Uh, I hung you, it you on will the wall. To, you'll have to forgive the lateness <sighs> of his reply. Um, but yeah, not his first voice work, actually. He also worked on a little show called Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, look oh, forward to my Man show, well. yeah, the Tank Engine Index, which is coming out uh, in a matter of months. Oh, you get to do that episode where Gordon gets all walled up. Yeah! <laughs> oh, so, it's really hectic. So Every it's, week. Yeah. So, so it's it, Ringo's... Son. Yes. Yeah. So they did they draw Keith Moon inside the wall, or, or you mean just Richard Starkey's? As, uh, no, they drew Keith Moon in as drumming, even though, yeah. Right, okay. Just as a like little quiet tribute, right. even though, yeah, he wasn't it, in the hotel no. room yeah. yeah, when Homer and Bart were trashing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that was it, a wacky bit as well. Yeah, that was like, wacky. We don't want to upset the desk clerk. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to lose our pool privileges. <laughs> the walk think, will do its good. I think the wackiness walked a really nice line, in the sense that, you know, like... I wonder, like, they surely had to have secured The Who as guests before they wrote the episode, right? They they would have had to have written this episode knowing that we somehow have to get The Who involved. (laughs) The pitch was... Yeah, but what came first, the badger? (laughs) 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 Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, real chicken and the egg, right? Uh, the episode was originally pitched around uh, one of the writers was talking about how his mother, like who lives in like either a retirement home or a gated community, something like that, how the residents were like bitching about like one half of, and like the town was essentially divided, like that, and they were talking about splitting the town, and they're like. Oh my god! Yeah, right. <laughs> Such right. petty shit. shit. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm a pretty big Who fan, and um, like the way they drew it, uh, the three of them, obviously reflecting their seventies looks rather mm. than they did at the time, where like <laughs> Doctory had like Doctory has had short hair for a number of years now and stuff, and yeah, yeah. Glasses. Like, the, like he's got but, like the granny glasses yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah, glasses, <laughs> he's um, a very old man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but new Who album coming out real soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. new Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's guess called... Guess what it's called. Who's on first? Who? <laughs> the album is called Who. The band's on second. <laughs> yeah. Third um, base. Yeah. But uh, so, like, I, I like the drawings of, like, how they did the Who and, like, Ant Whistle in, like, his famous, like, his skeleton outfit that he yeah. wore for a period of yeah. the 70s. The way they, and, like, including Roger doing, like, the mic spin that he always yeah. does. And also, yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. good gag with that as well, with, like, how are we all doing out there? I'm a little chilly. <laughs> <laughs> March cops are fucking beating in this episode. So another uh, in a deleted scene as well, like uh, because <laughs> oh, no. they showed uh, the who because it was mostly animated by the time they sort of got involved, and they yeah. showed them the scene. So 
because they recorded their voices in London as well. But they were able to show him some of the scenes and like they showed the one for Roger and it's like, okay, this is where you hit margin. It's like, whatever. And he goes, okay, all right, ready to record. And he goes, all right, and action. And yeah, Roger Daltrey goes, shut the fuck up, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's in the DVD as an Easter egg as well. Yeah, you have, yeah. you have to fucking dig for it. it? Uh, I, I'll find out where it is so we can watch it. Yes, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Oh, wow. my God. Right, I just want to say, quick shout out to fucking Rog Daltrey for, like, having a good fucking sense of humour about himself. Not oh, only did right. he do this, but he also had a really fucking funny cameo in The Mighty Boosh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when they played, like, the hippie characters, like, searching for the new sound and shit, it was talking about, like... Uh, when the first Woodstock was over, Roger Daltrey was the only one who stuck around to clean up. Yeah, that's and true. Like, yeah, and then in the credits, like, the dust is settled in the desert, and there's Roger Daltrey in a full, like, maid's outfit just pushing a vacuum along, oh, just, like, cleaning up about and that. shit. Uh, yeah. That's and some I'm good just, like, shit. Fuck, that's funny. That's very yeah. good. Here we go. I won't uh, need to dig on the DVD. I found uh, it on YouTube. Oh, we found it. How you doing out there, New Springfield? <laughs> To be honest, it's a little chilly. Ow! Shut the fuck up, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just the who, they get some really good lines as well. Yeah. Like, so, the, I mean, like, the Simpsons handle that so well, right? Like, because yeah. you, you know that the people that you're going to get in are not experienced voice actors, so you can't rely on the performance carrying the joke. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, if they deliver this deadpan just being who they are, this will still land as a joke. They write that so well. Yeah. yeah. But, like, in the same way as, like, the Smashing Pumpkins and Chili Peppers, like, yeah. there's a lot of fun with them being the band. The Who Huddle, very yeah, funny. So funny. <laughs> they totally concerned... do the rabble rabble piece and carrots yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're concerned about their pool privileges. Yeah. Like, it's good. Handshake agreement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll play Magic Bus. Uh, yeah, also though, when it comes to concert time, they make the Who seem like the coolest goddamn mm. band in the world. I remember like when I was a kid watching this episode and just the way that the Who were presented, I'm like, holy shit, this band is cool. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah dude. Like the episode repays them getting involved in a really nice way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, just on the wackiness, like, it was wacky, but nothing was without purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they set up everything, even things that are like, oh, well, I can't imagine that happening. They kind of gave justification for all of the things. Yeah, yeah. it was, no, the, it was uh, pretty lean. The yeah. escalating revenge between the two sides of the town was yeah. probably where the most wackiness yeah. came yeah, from. Yeah, they that put was the heavy end water thing in. <laughs> like, good bit, but... They were able to buy that heavy water bit <laughs> and fly it here from France. Four little helicopters carrying yeah. a building. <laughs> Thanks to you, we're now taking gold and showers. <laughs> What? <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? Did we feel the bumps? No. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't really, it didn't really have to this have... Is, this is just oh, a fun episode. This isn't I a felt, feelsy episode. I felt the bump when, uh, was it Jimbo or, or Dolph was like, what does freedom mean to me? My homework is in your side of town. My is in your side Can I ask you something? Of course. Because I listen to this fucking like all the time. Aw. Like, well, I told you, it fucking helps me get to sleep. It's just nice oh. to have, like... That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good, like, it's good to have, like, something, like, wholesome and, like, nice in the background that isn't just, like, who are your guys? You know, I told you that. Like... Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of shit. What the fuck are babumps? Because you say it all the time, and I've never heard that expression ever before used by anyone ever. I even tried to Google it, and I didn't know what to fucking... Like, oh, is, it's an it, is it original? Like, oh, so is, is it like an in joke? Is it like from like episode two or something? Do you want to feel this question? Heart, heart, heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the sound your heart makes. Oh, so it's like onomatopoeia. 
Yeah. Right. I thought it was like maybe scientific or some shit. Because like the whole time I've just been like, what the Very f- not. <laughs> uh, who, me? Well, I'm a scientist. But no, like the whole time I hear it. And Batman's like, a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not Batman. Batman. <laughs> I should be stopped for that. But like the whole time I'm just like, what the fuck is this cunt talking about? <laughs> well, actually in the early days of the podcast, me and Beach used to have an argument. What is it? But bumps off the thumps. But bump. Uh, bump is nicer. You don't yeah. want to put THs in there unnecessarily. Multiple you only THs. Want to use the, yeah, you only use the TH when you need to. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's that's what she you said. No, you do, Nathan. <laughs> well, don't look at me like that. It's actually uh, whatever, like the, like Mr. Burns, the, like the squished sponge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did this episode give you the? Yeah. My heart's pounding like a jackhammer. <laughs> but yeah I mean Heart's not what this episode is going for it's a joke factory but you know it's got a I don't know who said it. Probably Nathan. That it's got a good. Nathan, my ass was probably Miller. Fuck, good. That it's got a good story and a solid story tethering it right through. That it, yeah, carries through all these moments. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Well, it... uh, uh, I, can I answer this? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> How do you feel about it, Mister Scream? Probably gets loads of chicks. I think every character had integrity. Every character behaved the way you would expect that character to behave. Yeah, I felt like a, a fair representation of Springfield as a place. Mm. Plot-wise, it obviously would feel incredibly out of step if it came out in like season four. Like yeah. it, it wouldn't feel like a Simpsons episode in that kind of chronology. But by this point of the game, it definitely felt on brand for what I want the Simpsons. Or even as at season twelve, there's still some good gems around this period of the of mm. the tenure. So it felt like an episode of The Simpsons, respectful of The Simpsons, while still being of its time. Like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, I think Homer's probably a little bit more on the psychotic side, you know, in the, you know, he's the one with the dynamite strapped to him. <laughs> yeah, and it also... played so well, though. That's yeah. so funny. Chloroforming Marge at the end. Yeah, that's a bit... Tad dicey. Oh, I noticed, yeah, an unintentional theme with this in the last episode, drugging Marge. It's <laughs> yeah. good shit. And catapults yeah. as well. There was a catapult in the True. last episode mm. and this one. Catapults are funny. Yeah. They are. <laughs> they are so striking lo- women. I'm into it. <laughs> Um, Silence. I want that on record. <laughs> that, was that was good. That was, <laughs> We're just lining up at how good your crickets were. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, um, like, oh, how do you get that sound effect so far? What's, what's, what's the fucking guy from the the movie? Oh, fucking no! Jesus no. Christ, oh. Andrew! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Michael Winslow! Michael, Michael Winslow from Academy. Police Academy. <laughs> well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Who's <laughs> that guy who made sound effects? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy from the movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Winslow, my ass. It's probably Millhouse. <laughs> uh, but yes or no, would you watch this one again? 100%. Oh, dude. Come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it again. And episodes we'd like to watch again, we like to think about what playlist would put this in so other episodes of the simpsons that would pair well with this one you know mm. like matching wine to cheese what would go with this episode also, What's music, a good... music cameos yeah mu- band cameos oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, li- I like this as a springfield episode because i like i think simpsons started to really hit their peak when the people in the town became part of the story like sure. you know like a, in a, a season... part of us all like you know in seasons two three like when you started getting more like skinner and a poo and and all these things starting to come together so i put in a playlist of stuff like uh the shelbyville one mm. the lemon lemon of troy 
Also, the one where Homer is the neighborhood watch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's like it's a good town one. Mm, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. You know, they yeah. are, what was the one? Is it how many short films about Springfield? What's that one called? 22. 22. 22. 22 short films about Springfield. After that, they were thinking about having two separate shows, one based on the family and one based on the town. And oh, I lost yeah. that didn't really? happen. But you can see where that, that those kind of ideas. They, they clearly had the writing to sustain two great yeah. shows this whole time. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Springfield Index. But you can see where those ideas kind of still exist in <laughs> mm. episodes like this. Yeah, obviously music cameo ones like the Homer Palooza, obviously. Mm. Yeah, um, Flaming Moe's with Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith and yeah. Paul and Linda McCartney. Mm. Are there any other Badger episodes? <laughs> uh, yeah, fully. There's lots of Millhouse ones. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to tell between those other, I wouldn't. I would actually more pair it with like you know those episodes that end so randomly like hey everybody surfs up yeah like, yeah I'd probably put it more like that or the end is so it's a party march it doesn't have to make sense yeah yeah, yeah something like yeah. that yeah or um also um like Homer's plan episodes mm. like the, um lot of the dance. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is where like, Homer has a plan to do something ridiculous. Or um, KBBL episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so like this and like Stampy the Elephant Ex- and um, yeah. the one with those clowns in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> what? A bunch of clowns. <laughs> Don't, Don't compliment the machine. <laughs> <laughs> or that one where, what's the one where they steal all the grease? Yeah, oh, Light of the Dance. Light of the Dance, yeah. yeah, yeah. Grease me up, woman! <laughs> one of my favourite uh, titles of The Simpsons because it references both the A and B plots. Mm. Lard, Homer's doing the grease of ah. the dance because it's the school dance with, Le- with Lisa oh, and her friend good while still being a pun. I think it's a, a very good title. Good. Our review with Roxy Stryer, available now on thesimpsonsindex.com. <laughs> All right, guys, we are here. Who has more notes? I honestly didn't write many notes, partially because it was familiar, but also because it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, was so the, I didn't even get to draw a dick this time. Like, yeah. I was so distracted. Blazed oh, no. and confused, I sought refuge in writing. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. This time around, I was like, oh, this is fine. For the next episode, I'm going to draw two dicks. Oh, so, yeah? To make up for lost time. Oh, double dong. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a huge amount of notes. Just, um, the, again, I guess like, the voice work was so on point. The town felt developed. The short film with Funny McRing Ring, brilliant. Yeah. And the... Uh, you don't mind paying the extra hidden fees. Like. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that brings us back to an interesting point, again, to compare it to the other episode in that we have The Simpsons doing what they so often does, is just being, like, critical of, like, corporation and, mm. of, and of, like, establishment, mm. you know? Like, I, I don't think The Simpsons is... It's, it's you not, know... It's not praxis. Mm. It's not praxis <laughs> per se, but it, it has always, I think, had somewhat of that anti-establishment yeah. kind of frame to it. Mm. And to see that sneak in... You know, like, I think you made that film on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we did. (gasps) (gasps) Just, like, good, right? Um, Yeah. I thought, just, not really a note, I guess, but just I thought, if you asked me randomly on a day that wasn't today, I'd just say that I would be leaning more towards, like, feely episodes being my favourite kind of episode. But this episode really made me question that because the jokes are just so good. And they're so rapid fire Uh, Yeah, it's just like, well, I guess, hold on. Humour is a feeling... Oh. Noted comedy artist Jack Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a tight 10 minutes. My that. career is a joke. We now Jack Oh, not what, what I the... meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the R stands for. Joker. 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 I'm begging of you, please don't kill Batman. All my other notes are just jokes, like just uh, going into your point. But there was one other guest star of the episode you guys missed. It was... The Woodpecker. (laughs) The Badger. Let's think. 
Um, it was Patrick, during the radio Patrick, segment. Patrick. It was one of the samples. They actually got the celebrity pr- to provide Mike the Myers. voice. No. Oh. No idea. Oh. Gary oh. Coleman. Really? Oh. Huh. Yeah. Because oh. oh, I'll put that episode in with this playlist as well, the Gary Coleman episode. Yeah. That is yeah. On, on the Coleman yeah. playlist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Four prawns is hardly the, a galaxy. Uh, the ending of that with, with the... What's you talking about, Mo? And, what you talking, talking about, about everybody? everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, now time to sit back and wait for an NFL team. That was very good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. How did we forget that one? Which one? Which? Oh, yeah. Come here a minute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You Come can't just say, oh, yeah, with no oh, tone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Come, oh, here, you a come here a minute. You come here a minute. Oh, yeah. Very um, Homer uh, wants the town's deserted, and he's just punching the shop windows. <laughs> Dad, yeah. you're bleeding. <laughs> Makes a little turn, okay? Fucking so good. And, yeah, that he stole the bottle of chloroform. He's like... I'll give you this bottle of chloroform yeah. if you let us see that. That's a very oh, good that dumb as shit security. Oh, he is your who. Let me fire that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got fired <laughs> by the <laughs> who. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah, my <laughs> final note that? is yeah, the who's uh, back and forth about the auto ringer oh, or yeah. speed dial. <laughs> also, just so how many times Homer dialed a number without yeah. remembering It's ringing. And when Fatal. The, the animation of uh, Homer stroking Bart, Bart sitting with the phone, I mean, it's getting increasingly exhausted. That's very good. That's very good too. It's time to rank this thing. I'll, uh, Nathan will go first this time. Uh, is it wait? Is it cubic zirconia then gold, silver, bronze. then gold? Yeah, I think I'll give this a gold. I reckon. Yeah, it was really good, and I don't think it really. Obviously, the jokes are in the the front half, but I don't think it really ever dipped. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with gold. Same. Oh, did you go next? I'm asserting my dominance. What can I do? Yeah. Dominating. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, no, it's a really fucking solid, really fun episode. Like, it's not like an all-time classic, but it's just really consistent and really funny. Adam. Yeah, I'm giving you a gold as well. Had a lot of fun. Jack. Um, Yeah, probably silver. Silver to gold. Uh, Which one? Light silver to strong. I mean, strong silver to light gold. No, I think it's silver just because... Oh, no, because gold's not the top, hey. Yeah, no, gold. All right. (laughs) Why don't you just make 10 louder and then make that louder? Well, after 10, according to the Who, is what Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go silver just because I think if I'm giving out cubic zirconia, I'll probably only give it to maybe like 10 episodes there were and gold is more the overall, but it's still a very, very fucking funny app, but I'm going to go with the silver. Yeah, I think that's actually silver. So, so silver. I think I agree with you. So you are going silver, Jack? Silver, yeah. All right, no, you have to scribble out your rank a few times now. Okay. <laughs> well, look, I mean, yes. it's dull gold either way, but I'm going uh, gold because I'm nice and and I had a really good time with you yes, guys today. Yes. That was fun. You. All right, okay, that'll be... our ballet over here. Good <laughs> shit. Gold! Gold! You are indestructible. Hey! All right, well, averaging out, that'll be a dull gold. It'll be the fourth episode from season 12 to be dubbed a dull gold. It'll be joining Tennis the Menace, oh. where they get the tennis court. Classic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again with another fuck you intro where they start out buying a grave and funeral plot for grandpa <laughs> and they <laughs> end up getting a tennis court. Bet you didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, worst episode ever where comic book guy starts dating Agnes after having a heart attack. Oh, I remember that. That was gross. 
And Treehouse of Horror 11 featuring uh, the Hansel and Gretel story. Oh, fuck yeah. And Wikipedia, because I can't remember the treehouses just based off name alone. Oh, the Dolphins. Oh, the Night you're of calling the Dolph- yourself a fan. Oh, <laughs> Night of the Dolphins. Night of the Dolphins is great. Uh, Snarky. Um, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Do the treehouses of horror rate high generally? I think, yeah, we give them a little bit more leeway because they are intrinsically less, like, they're not trying to be integrity or anything yeah. like that. They're meant to be a bit silly. And, yeah. And, yeah, it also had Goo Goo Ghost da da which is, yeah, one of my absolute favourite Treehouse segments. Mm. Uh, where Homer chokes on the bit of broccoli. <laughs> All right, guys, you have earned your classic era episode. Oh, fuck. And this is, is a stellar episode, I might say. Oh, yeah. Stella! We are going to be reviewing a streetcar named Marge. We will be back. Stella, my ass, it's probably (laughs) Miller. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode of the evening. This was season four, episode two, A Streetcar Named Marge. Streetcar! <laughs> Good bit. A sick invite. <laughs> First released in October of 1992, it was directed by Rich Moore. Wait, did I say written? Directed by Rich Moore, written by written Jeff Martin. Written and directed Martin. by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Tarantino. <laughs> the first Simpsons episode written directed by Quentin. In this episode, it's fucking streetcar named Marge. You know what? I don't need to do a synopsis. Guys, what do you think? Oh, All yeah, time. It's all right. All time. Oh, it's so pretty, so good. Reckon, just, I, next I question. <laughs> all right, let's rank it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so tied into my personal nostalgia. And also, I, I'm an early childhood teacher as well, so some of the daycare stuff was really, like, oh. Inspirational. Really? <laughs> Aspirational. It's like making notes. Maybe, oh, yeah, okay. And Rand, you say. Helping <laughs> is futile. Yeah. But a I'm, is A. Maybe yeah. is a leap. Yeah. But, no, I've certainly come across in my career, like, educators that are definitely mm. that woman. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. Pretty upsetting, really, but um, yeah, it's really good. It's just, it's just oh, wonderful. It. Like everything to do with the play is incredible. Like the writing of those songs, like it's a very high scale amateur musical. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah, the flying yeah. scene and everything. But it just like Laces. it just works. All the jokes land really well. But they also, the writing team clearly love and have a strong history in theatre. This mm. is so obvious to me when I was watching this episode. This is something that I got based on my own personal context watching it this time that I never have before, is that, like, clearly the people who wrote it had been involved in acting quite deeply in some way. Because just, like, just for myself, like, I I have done a lot of acting in my past and I've been away from it for a long time and I've recently kind of come back to it. And just, like, what the process does and how the process of acting fits into your actual life and how that kind of is mirrored in Marge's journey Mm. is so true to life. Like... When she's rehearsing the scene and she can't actually draw the parallel to why Stanley's a bad guy because she's repressing that in her own life. Like when you show up and you do a scene and the material is close to your own life, like you do have these blocks. And at the same time, when you manage to work through it, that process, that the thing that you go through, when you make a breakthrough in class, you really do make a breakthrough in your own life. Like the two are so linked. And you to see that reflected in this episode so truthfully just reflects an integrity in terms of experience that the writers had. And then bringing that across in their writing, like, it hit yeah. me 
really, really forcefully because it's something that I'm kind of going through at the moment as well, like returning to that. So I was like, oh my God, like. <laughs> it's also so obvious that the, um, like, the play itself, Oh Streetcar, <laughs> which is A, a great title, but also B, like, it's clearly done by people who are familiar with the text of. Streetcar and Desire very, very intimately, but not familiar with like the meaning of streetcar. <laughs> like, and it shows the knowledge that the Simpsons writers have. Like, they obviously know the Williams play really fucking well. And like, like having the goddamn juxtaposition of the end of Streetcar, which is such a fucking miserable ending, <laughs> yeah. um, and juxtaposing that with like what's meant to be a bitingly dark piece of irony, or, like a dramatic irony with that you can always depend on the kindness of strangers as she's called off to the fucking insane asylum. And then, you can always you depend. depend. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. Like, it's just such a great piece of dramatic context, irony. context, what, what happens in the original? So after a uh, like, prolonged period of like gaslighting, um, and rape. And rape. Yeah. yeah. And, and, oh she, dear. and she gives birth, or does Stella give birth? Stella ends up pregnant. Yeah. yeah but, like, but Stanley, who is Stella's partner, rapes Blanche and like a whole lot of like psychological abuse as well as sexual. But Stella just doesn't believe Blanche. And then Blanche just kind of, I guess, spirals. And then yeah. in the end, they get her um, sectioned or whatever. Yeah. And Holy like, shit. It's, it's it dark. dark. Yeah. It's. Watch, yeah, because I, d- I didn't know it either. Like, yeah, w- yeah. W- watch the um the Brando film at least. It's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really full on. And so exactly like you said, like the levity of you can't always depend. Yeah. Like at the end of that is, oh, it's it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's amazing dramatic irony <laughs> yeah. for, like, the, for, yeah. as to witness that. But like the notion of doing a musical of Streetcar is insanity. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> and like this episode really takes away any sort of subtext that surrounds Marge as being a tortured character. This is explicit, like... Yeah, obviously, yeah. It, it's Obviously, it's meant to mirror Blanche's character, more so in this than the other episodes. But it, it's fucking miserable, man. The family treat her like shit. Homer yeah. ignores oh, her. It's I, so fucking miserable. I think gaslighting yeah. from Homer as yeah. well. Yeah. Jesus. And the kids. Like, that's what... It really sucks when they're like cool and just like ignore her at the start it's that classic like simpsons you know like almost the original mission statement of the simpsons where we're going to parody modern american family and the the kind of problems that exist there where they're all gathered around the tv and they're Mm. way more interested in this beauty pageant that's kind of going on than they are about marge who's genuinely heartbreakingly excited about this new thing that she's starting up about an audition she's not even in at that point she's like hey i want to try this thing and nothing i actually think that homer's character is like a little bit exaggerated in terms of its its villainy yeah i think that's okay because i think in the end like it brings it back to homer's ignorant and non-self-aware in the end it gets to that point but in the beginning i'm just kind of like I almost don't buy it. And like watching it this time is the first time I really became aware of it. But it's, I think that's, you know, you're, you're willing to overlook that because of the purpose that it serves in terms of the overall episode. Of him paralleling Stanley is the point of the villain. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It, it, yeah. it, it, it is a high But in terms of like for Homer, I think yeah. it's a little bit more villainous than Homer is. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, yeah. yeah, but I really enjoy the end of it where it's just like, oh no, that's not the minutiae of Homer's character. You can just see this is an episode of him. Not episode as in it's a Simpsons episode, but an episode in his life of like, yeah. Oh fuck! I'm really fucking up right here, and yeah. uh, I, and that little moment of self reflection, and that leads to that awareness of like it's like when I pick my teeth with the mail, <laughs> like which again feeds into what I was saying about you know this process of art and your own life reflecting within art. Like from Homer's point of view, it's as the viewer, 
And the fact that I'm able to draw so much depth from it, like this is classic. <laughs> yeah. This is classic Simpsons, Simpsons this era, is the right? Simpsons. Like this yes. is this is the main difference because like yeah. the jokes in this episode compared to the the teens episode, they're not as funny, but they're deeper. Yeah. Like mm. it's like everything isn't necessarily built to be a punchline. Even in the beginning, like where it, you say like you front load the jokes, yeah. like the classic thing that it illustrates is when they're going through the panel. The one joke that they actually put in there is like token black panelists, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if it was a later era of The Simpsons, I feel like they would try and make that way more... Mm. Punchy. Way yeah. more yeah. punchliney. Everything would have to be a punchline. But it's like there are so many opportunities that they could have had to insert punchlines that they just didn't, but instead they chose to air on storytelling. Yeah, well, I think it's also a time and place thing where, like, in the early 90s, especially these Miss America whatevers were, like, a lot more prevalent. I, I reckon if this was, like, a teens era made in the early aughts, it would have been total reality show whatever. Mm, totally, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But the episode ends with the suggestion that, like, art can help you communicate something that you can't otherwise communicate. Yeah. And that's the main, like, you know, Mm. certainly we all hope that that's the case, but like their relationship is improved through art, you know? But also we we can't overlook like the actual punchlines are fucking choice. Like the, (laughs) like one of the funniest bits in the thing, Ned's reading the script and then he moves it away and he, and he has the scarf and the bottle injury. That's right. Very funny. And like the... Um, humble Newsy. The bottle hum- scene yeah. again. Uh, him say a humble Newsy or like the... Um, oh, I can pull the roof off my own can of body can Shows what you know. Was like, I too hard on those fourth graders? Look at this review. Play enjoyed by all. Like the tiny little bit of paper from like a school newsletter. So yeah, I guess we have to talk about the stellar performance of John Lovitz in yeah. this episode. Oh. Seems to be the like not only knocking it out of the park with Llewellyn, but also playing Llewellyn's sister. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. just like, because it's set up that all he has to do is be a slightly like girlier version voice <laughs> yeah. of the same character, and then it's drawn the exact same way. Yeah. It's like, dude, Artie Ziff exist at this point? Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I think this was like his fourth or fifth appearance or something. Right, on the show, yeah. right. So, yeah. what's the chronology? So it's Artie Ziff first. Yeah, and then the, Llewellyn. No, the, the, then the painting teacher. Yep. Oh, yeah. and then in season three was the Shelbyville nuclear power plant owner. Yeah. Oh my god, they rolled Fuck. him out quite a bit. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. And then later on, obviously the critic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Jay Sherman. The, but uh, it's so great as well, like brother and sister. Like he's the amateur musical director, and <laughs> she's this, you know, <laughs> horrific <laughs> daycare <laughs> totalitarian. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's great. The um. Obviously, like, the Anne Rand School for Tots is already a great joke, and the amount of work they do in showing, like, Anne Rand objectivism in there, like, A is A is a classic thing, like, helping is futile kind of thing, what a baby's wishing for a bottle, saying I'm a leech kind of thing, yeah. all these ideas about Anne Randian objectivism, and then what overcomes the objectivism is collective action. Like, yeah. the baby's working together <laughs> okay. does objectivism. And right. I heard a word, and it was we. <laughs> so, so, hang on, like, la- last episode we directly said Simpsons is not praxis. Do we want to take out <laughs> Do we want to baby? Like, maybe we, we spoke too soon. No, the, the, b- babies is praxis. Babies is praxis. <laughs> babies is praxis. But I love That's the... That's canon. Um, <laughs> I lo- it's kind of foreshadowing Family Guy in a way that it's like, they're really... Um, hey, if this is anyone but Steve Allen, you're stealing my bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think like that whole section of the daycare was just references to other things. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they've got yeah, the Great I Escape guess, thing so. going on as well. I guess so, yeah. I've got to say, that said, watching this as a kid, I had 
zero frame of reference yeah. for literally anything. I didn't know who yeah. Ayn Rand was. I'd never seen The Great Escape. I hadn't seen The Birds. I didn't know who Alfred Hitchcock was. I did not know that a streetcar named Desire was a real thing <laughs> until I yeah. was well into my teens. <laughs> oh, yeah, same, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, this was definitely my first exposure to Streetcar, streetcar named Desire, <laughs> yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, Ayn Rand. Like, uh, yeah, no, for Easy, sure. easy. Yeah. No, I didn't actually even know it was a reference to the birds until you guys mentioned it today. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Really? No, I've only, like, recently Who started... Who did you think was walking past? It's just a guy. <laughs> just on walking his dogs. Yeah, but that's also like really niche in itself. Because yeah. number one, you have to recognize what Alfred Hitchcock looked like. Then you also have to know the trope that Alfred Hitchcock appeared in all of his films. Yeah. In one of them, he is he's walking He's like the Stan dogs. Lee of his time. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's, he's not the birds, though. Hello, true believers. He's putting a suitcase on Hello, a train. True no, no, that's Strangers on a Train. Strangers on a Train. But no, I think snakes on a plane. I'm sick of these motherfucking strangers on this motherfucking train. But, yeah, but like, no, I've only recently started my uh, Alfred Hitchcock journey. And, yeah, oh, dude, I'm so psyched for you. Mm, oh, yeah. I'm so psycho for you. <laughs> <laughs> speaking That's of, all um... the mustard in the house! <laughs> no, there's still some mustard. <laughs> speaking of great movies, do you think this 1992 episode was inspiration for the 1994 film Baby's Day Out? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. More than 1994 show Rugrats. Simpsons did it! Simpsons did it! Or Dunstan checks in. Or the, or the um <laughs> sure. or the nineteen something something movie, um Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> or, or the two thousand one animated movie Shrek. Uh, yes, well that one's obvious. That's, yeah, we, did, we didn't want to say that because you know goes without saying. Well, somebody once told me. Some. Oh. <laughs> Some wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? No. Decidedly not. And I think that that speaks to. I'm getting some. I'm getting some faces here. I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. Because like what I looked at this, with this story is just like. It is really a story. And I think, like, the Simpsons characters happen to be perfect archetypes to tell this story. But this didn't have to be a Simpsons episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be Marge and it didn't have to be Homer. It works that they are because they're archetypal characters that fit into those roles fantastically well. Mm. But I think, like, as, that's still a story that just kind of works. Like, it has, it's a story that has integrity. And for that reason, I don't know. Like, I think as wacky as it gets is... The B plot. Yeah, the babies yeah. is pretty it's wacky. Pretty wacky. <laughs> I guess I haven't seen babies do that. <laughs> Not for well, many a moon. But also <laughs> like like um Well one time. <laughs> but it's also like the, the Maggie is a genius trope, right? Like oh. you know, that, that kind of comes mm -hmm. back as well. And I honestly think this B plot was inserted in this episode to give it a bit of levity because you know, the Simpsons still like they always had like a lot more like visual elements and stuff like and wackiness to still appeal to a younger audience even though they were often doing these, you know, heartfelt stories and stuff. I think this one was for the kids. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the, the B-plot is relatively removed from the A. Mm. There's not really any intersect between the recommendation and the pickup. And the casting. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, and yeah, Maggie's Great Escape, and, um, and there was a deleted scene because, like, I was wondering why... The babies were just all in the room as well. There is a deleted scene where uh, she got locked in the office by them. Right. Uh, mm. Sorry, you just said deleted scene and I immediately imagined 
Macho stay. Oh, no. It's a fucking macho. Shut the fuck up, macho. <laughs> just every deleted scene. <laughs> it just becomes that. Marge getting cocked. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck, fuck up, up Marge. Um, but yeah, I mean, other wackiness is, yeah, just the surprisingly elaborate amateur yeah, theatre yeah. performance. Particularly the descent into madness. Yeah. But it's very oh, funny because so it is still kind of amateur yeah definitely like it yeah. really has a, like because i've done shows i've done a show which was that like real serious amateur attempt at like a professional show i love to see it. it's so you love to see you it. love to see it. <laughs> it's uh, like we made our own puppets like yes let's yes, yes, <laughs> go see the puppet show <laughs> um and it's just like even the choreography <laughs> is just like it's just executed with such earnesty and everyone takes it hilariously seriously yeah. like everyone who's acting it was just like not me I, I didn't really care but it was just like <laughs> <laughs> not me I'm cool uh, noted cool person Jack Riley uh, um, yeah but it was just funny to see people like really trying hard to nail the moves and stuff like that and all the yeah I really thought it was but isn't this something beautiful as well and I think this is shown so well in the way that Homer reacts to seeing Marge on stage like when you do see someone you know on stage being earnest and really believing what they're doing just fucking, nailing it just oh, like so it doesn't good. matter yeah, it doesn't I, even matter what they're doing like whether they're acting or or you're like performing in any kind of way when you see sure. them up there and, and they're nailing it it's whatever it's like that real it's this distance that's created between yourself and this person you know because all of a sudden mm. they're a person on stage it's just like a beautiful experience and like i was totally reminded of that when i was watching that episode which is sure. like, that's why it, it's so good that as much as, like, obviously Marge's singing voice isn't great kind of thing, but it's great that they made her be good at the play. Like, yeah. She's, yeah. she's not a punchline mm. in no. her performance. Like, she it's, kills it. Yeah, it's sincere and earnest, and she nailed the character of Blanche. Well, when she comes out, she gets given a bouquet of flowers yeah. and a standing, standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah. That's when the standing ovation happens, when so Marge good. comes out. Marge, yeah. it's, it's, Marge it's is, a good, yeah. is a good actor. That's canon. No, and to your point, Mac, like, when they're doing the auditions, she doesn't even get a full syllable out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else got at least a line. You heard <laughs> one person doing a little bit of cats at least. Yeah. There's got to be yeah. next. <laughs> also great the the we all must be a bit mad to like step on the stage with her, but we, we, we all be, step beneath the proscenium arch. That's yeah. 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 It's like we'll be great. Except for you, you're not working out. I'll be playing your part. Drag. <laughs> but Llewellyn, Llewellyn Sinclair's character as well is kind of like that loving parody as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm. and so necessary because those people do exist. And I've they're directed beautiful, three right? plays and yeah. had three contacts. Yeah. Yeah. Planning for a yeah. fourth. <laughs> Theater. It's just yeah. it's good. Theater. But yeah, transitioning perfectly into the heart of this episode. How was the the bumps? Uh, so uh, many. So the thing from before. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there's so much to this. Like, it is just one of the most genuinely affecting episodes. Like, it's not like a quote unquote very special episode, <laughs> but like, yeah, fuck. There's parts of this that just fucking kill you, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, no one in this show is inherently perfect, but like, you forget sometimes because you're laughing at him so much. That Homer is a naturally, innately flawed person. And yeah, it was played up to be like a parallel and a reference to the original text, but it's not an isolated incident. No, you know, there's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, long standing yeah. history of Homer being this very, very difficult person as someone that can be really, really tough to 
see a different perspective of and, you know, that can behave really selfishly and sometimes it can be genuinely just like, what, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, you, you almost, like, forget, like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking cartoon that I was watching as a yeah, literal yeah, yeah. child. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, sometimes you'll see that shit and you just, fuck, man. Yeah, like, all the stuff, like, like, the feels of this one, like, Marge being treated as, like, a truly tragic character and then gets her literal moment in the spotlight and her moment to shine and be adored and then in a small way reconnecting with her husband kind of thing like that it's it, it's actually beautiful mm. and cuz like having gone through this entire process where she's kind of dealt with her own situation and and found a way to kind of move through that and then getting the satisfaction of Homer's realization of of his own flaws at the end the humility that she shows mm. yeah. is really really beautiful cuz he just kind of says like I feel like I'm kind of like Stanley, and she's just like, yeah. maybe a little. Maybe a little. Yeah. Like, oh my God, man. Like, I hope when I realize how fucked up I am, <laughs> someone says, yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> that's that's the best we can all hope for. Yeah, he's like, oh man, my self tendencies are really, I actually know what it's going to be. Maybe a little. We got you, dude. Maybe a little. For me, like, it hit me so hard in lots of reasons, like all the ways in which you're all are describing. Yeah. But also, I touched on it like over the last two episodes of just like The Simpsons means so much to me as like part of my identity and my my culture. I feel as though I've grown up with these characters, and I love being reminded of the trials and tribulations that they've been through because I feel like I really know them now, and I would be like. I have a feeling how they would be feeling if this was happening to them. Like, more so than when this episode would have first aired. Yeah, I'm feeling it probably double or triple now because it's like, oh, I know how this would be for Marge. I know how this would be for Homer. Yeah. And to have that played so delicately and earnestly is just like, yeah, this is what we, this is what we all show up for. This is why yeah. the yeah. shit has lasted so long because we can keep coming back and be like, fuck, like... Yeah, there's yeah. like a real humility and humanity to it. Sure. Yeah. And in many ways, uh, tragically, it's kind of a false promise because Simpsons always resets. Like even when things end up better by the end of the episode, there's always a reset. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, in a way, like it's, we hope that the reset happens so we can have that journey and that realization again. Mm. So we can have that betterment continue. Yeah. It's yeah. a hard balance to do the reset that comes in a way that the characters seem evolved, but in a way that they can sort of take a, you know, two steps forward, one step back yeah. sort of uh, yeah. vibe. Yeah, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I'm going to say no. Same. Yeah. You first. Well, I think this is a deconstruction of what we expect a Simpsons episode to be. Yeah. Mm. I, I actually, you know I, what? I, I fuck with that take. Yeah, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. Because usually when you ask that question, it's asking, is this a good episode or not? And I think saying this doesn't feel like a Simpsons episode isn't like, oh, this isn't what I'm like comfortable with. Like We're saying that in the sense that, yeah, this is a deconstruction of the usual narrative. You know, this runs darker. You know, it has its humour still, but... You know, the core of it is not what we've ever come to expect from The Simpsons up to this point. Mm. Mm. So it doesn't feel like a Simpsons episode, but that's a good thing. No, absolutely. And like, same with the wackiness and the heart. If they have or don't have any of those elements, it doesn't necessarily make it a bad episode. And same here, that I feel like that 
yeah, it's trying to do more of, yeah, that parallel with Streetcar. And mm. I think, yeah, the most Simpsons-y element about it is the Maggie subplot. Because, mm. <laughs> mm. yeah, I think we are exaggerating Homer to a bit more boorish than he usually is. Totally, yeah. But it's also like that kind of thing where... It's like the old Hamlet thing, right? Where you put the thing on stage and then you get the realisation of what's going on, but on a meta level where it's doing that with the show itself. Mm. So almost this Simpsons episode is an exaggerated play of the Simpsons and of the Mm. relationship of the Simpsons in itself. So we ourselves as audience, become yeah. a little bit more aware of these dynamics in the show moving forward. Fuck, it's the Super Mario Brothers 3 of Simpsons episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the play's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. That, yeah. I think that's the most interesting answer yeah. we've ever had to that question. Mm, on your deeds. We're a really good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch it again? Of course. Of course. Yeah. This is, I mean, not to pregame one of the, but this is one of the ones I put on the most, I think. And I think part of that is because it stands out and it's quite unique compared to a lot of episodes. It doesn't, it's not like many others, but yeah, always. All right. And if we're going to watch it again, we want to put it in a playlist. What playlist will we put this in? Well, I mean, obviously like the relationship of Homer and Marge. Yeah. But I think carefully curated because I think (laughs) moving forward that there's some episodes of that that's not done so well. So, you know, like a... That 90s show, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) You could go like Secrets of a Successful Marriage again. Yeah. But again, just eat the damn orange. (laughs) Go too hard on that playlist, then you're going to get that reset problem. You're like, how many times does Homer have to learn this lesson? Yeah, totally. To not be a shit husband. I reckon Softball is the one. Because it's like Homer's time in the sun mm. and yeah, Marge's time point. in the sun. Would, would, would you yeah. guys put it in other ones with stage productions, like um, A Fish Called Selma? Mm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, the yeah. Simpsons on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, other musicals. Yeah. Bespoke musicals. <laughs> <laughs> and then other... <laughs> Stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> you could probably do a shirtless Ned playlist. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. here for Ned. Ned. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like... like that episode where they had to blur out his Massive <laughs> dork. <laughs> His massive what? Dork. Dork. Uh... <laughs> you see, Deej, a dork is also a name for a whale's penis. Uh? Is that a dorker? <laughs> is it? A dorker whale? <laughs> I can see see the smirk on your face before you spoke. Uh, Thank you. What a great crowd. (laughs) And here we are, Jack Riley's retirement podcast. (laughs) He's out of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Please try the fish. (laughs) Guest stars of the episode. So, yeah, of course, we've talked at length about John Lovitz, but Phil Hartman, you lucky motherfuckers. Mm. You not only got Phil as Troy McClure, but you also got him as Lionel. Hearts. Oh, beautiful. You got a double heart, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lots oh. of heart in this episode. Indeed, <laughs> right? But yeah, although Troy was just doing, you know, typical hosting duties, I loved Lionel in this episode. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so good. I'm also playing Charlie. <laughs> playing Mitch. Oh, Mitch so. <laughs> Never Char- read Streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What a bitch. Oh, what a bitch. <laughs> That's, That's such a good weird. One. When Bart says, what a bitch, yeah. well, he, he's such a bitch. Yeah, I, about lo- the joke. I love yeah. when I Bart love goes that. slightly like, gay sometimes. Yeah. Like yes, when he wears, right? like, yeah. like, when he wears the high heels and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, these curls are so stubborn. Oof. Well, yeah, what? I, they I, are. I yeah. <laughs> when he does ballet, like Bart might be a closet queer icon. Or the, uh, or just the... like just doesn't give a shit about like gender. being heaps masked. He's just yeah. like, whatever, man. I'm here for that. 
The dogs had all my socks. I have to wear leases. What's with the cool arts, boy? Bart is dismantling the patriarchy. I'm here for that too. Yeah, Bart's an ally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, DJ, I want to bring you on an HDR episode that has uh, Grandpa. He reveals that he used to be a, a pro wrestler. And he had ah. the identity. Uh, it was very gorgeous, Georgie. Oh, true. And then, like, he decides to redo it, and then he has Bart as his little flamboyant sidekick as well. Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah, Man. nice one. <laughs> Zap. Yeah. <laughs> Zap. Zap How can we forget that? Oh, um, totally. So, okay. So there's like a a Bart not conforming to gender norms playlist. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sweet. We, can, we nice. should really develop this playlist and watch the all Bartriarchy. that. Uh, the Bartriarchy. The <laughs> Bartriarchy. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. All right. Who's got more notes? The angles, as soon as Llewellyn Sinclair comes in, like the animation, like the camera oh, angles are great. Yes. yes. Yeah. All of a sudden yes. you get heaps of weird overhead shots. He walks through the, the aisle and it's just so dramatic instantly. It just matches him so well. Mm. It's so good. There's a couple of amazing animation moments. Homer yelling Marge out on the lawn. He's oh, incredible. Pulling his face down. The voice acting as well. It's like, what a moment. Oh, and it's only a two-episode playlist, but rings coming off pudding cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then similarly, the animation during the curtain call, yeah. where he's having that moment of realisation, that's beautifully yeah. drawn. And he's playing with the torn-up playlist. I've always... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the playbill, rather. Yeah. I love how like he's spinning that. And, There's oh. just something about the lines. Like, it's drawn so much closer than normal. It's it's beautiful. Like, yeah. it's such emo like emotional drawing and that's really unusual but that's that's great also the drawing and well like the sound design of the babies and the echo, and the echo of Homer's oh shoes <laughs> babies. babies like that that 10 hours ASMR go to sleep yeah <laughs> the, way, the, the, the way he slowly he backs out with his eyes still on them but his hand over butt yeah. always up, like projecting them you see that's the thing even if you didn't know that was the birds because the birds also has yeah. you know in that moment at the very end it has that echo on that ah yeah. Like, mm. if you didn't know that, that still works as like a weird ass fucking yeah. moment. Yeah. The crusty doll saying, Hey kids, I'm flame retarded. Yeah. <laughs> if I break, buy another one. <laughs> and then another. Hey kids, I'm flame retarded. <laughs> when Ned says, I hate to be an armchair blanche. Yes. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Oh, Chief Wiggum doing the vocal warm up yeah. at the beginning and he's doing the like. Something about Chief Wiggum's fucking mouth. Wigged me out. Yeah. He's, he's got giant teeth, and it's yeah. kind of terrible. Like the Simpsons. Can we talk about Chief Wiggum? Ah, 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 ah. Fuck it. It's obviously the codifier for terrifying Simpsons teeth is when Bart puts in the dentures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Simpsons teeth can be a bit terrifying, and I had a little bit of that with Chief Wiggum in this episode. Just a side bit. We can bring take a bite out of you. Does anybody else want a bite of banality? Yeah, Wiggum's on fire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Wiggum's got some great. Yeah, and they all say, when a Saints of football play. Wow. <laughs> and how hard they go on New Orleans. <laughs> so, this caused a lot of controversy. Mm. And, um, Sorry, also, a lot of what? Controversy of... in New Orleans. Oh, Come on, man. New Orleans. <laughs> you put emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> oh, sorry. Controversy. Um, <laughs> you're, a, you're a controversy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this episode, they screened it for like a couple of TV critics. One of them, who happened to be from New Orleans wrote down like a lot of the lyrics for uh, during the street uh, oh streetcar rather and leaked them 
ahead and like encourage Duh, yeah. this wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> and yeah encourage residents of New Orleans to write in and complain when the episode aired and <laughs> they go so hard and I'm like each subsequent verse and it's like you're like oh yeah and then it's just, it's just like oh yeah stinky. the what? Sodom and Gomorrah of the Mississippi <laughs> yeah. oh my the, god uh, plot twist they didn't know how to read or write so there were no complaints and then, and then uh, is it the next episode the chalkboard gag is um, I will not defame the city of New Orleans yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so choice that's so good but yeah, the writer was like, oh, I thought this was going to sort of play as like a Sweeney Todd London town sort of thing. And it just totally got backlash in <laughs> NOLA. <laughs> yeah, who, right. who was the writer for this one? Jeff Martin. Right. Yeah. Oh, from the tea, tea party. Oh, yeah. Now residing in Byron Bay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, there's just the uh, temptation was too great to make that jerk. And if you don't know what we're talking about, there's this great podcast. It's, it's an really Australian great, Music Diaries. It's a really great band. <laughs> yeah, and you guys can talk about the tea party now that Jeff Martin lives here. Yeah, is he gonna? Re- is he released anything new? Or? <laughs> get, yeah, him on, get him on the horn, man. Get him on the, <laughs> get him on the All bar. the Miss America girl costumes are great as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, Idaho I'm... is a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Idaho. I'm and the Idaho. cigarette going through after yeah. Going... yeah. And I love Homer's little comments. Uh, the Butte from Butte. Yeah, nothing could be finer. <laughs> uh, good for her. Miss <laughs> Del- Delaware. With, yeah, Del- what's with oh. Delaware petering out jokes? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm it, in Delaware. Yeah, yeah cross series playlist. This and Wayne's World. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Does anyone else have any other notes? I really love the song that Marge did as Blanche first. It reminded me heaps of One from the Heart, that Tom Waits movie. Mm. And I was asking The Room, like, what were some things that sound like an Indeed said the first Nora Jones album, which got me thinking, I should really listen to that or the Nora Jones Half Hour, available now on all streaming <laughs> services. Is it on all streaming services? Oh, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. We're referencing ben, Nathan's band. Ben streaming service. Uh, <laughs> available on one streaming service. <laughs> mm. yeah. Available on all the streaming services. Available on email Nathan and maybe he'll send you what, what recordings you have yeah. of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... The daycare owner is reading the Fountainhead Diet. <laughs> yeah, okay, so what's that a reference? Fountainhead's a prison? Right. That- Fountainhead's a book by Anne Rand. Uh, and I read it because uh, I think Rush based most of 2112 on that one or some <laughs> other song. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Rush, like one of my favourite bands of all time, though, it like really went through a rant, uh, Ayn Rand phase. Is it no. Anne or Ayn? I never I know. It's Anne, yeah. Um, yeah. And also that little bit of self-referential like meta stuff where like, Maggie's looking for substitutes for the dummy and finds that little Bart doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that is good. That has the like that season good. one Bart with the blue shirt and the yeah. blue. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, boy. Quiet, boy. Uh, maybe I should have just taken a calligraphy class. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Wiggum coming in with the OG line. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> Wiggum's on fire on this episode. Yeah, secret MVP of this yeah, episode. Yeah, Wiggum, man. Time. The Wiggum. absolute boy. And my only other note is actually that the original pitch for this episode was Homer doing a stage version of 1776. Does anyone know that? Not at all. No. I know oh. no, they're two numbers. <laughs> Formed together, they make one. <laughs> but no, and then, yeah, James L. Brooks came in and made it streetcar. Anyway. Look forward to oh, the... Uh, was, uh, uh, speaking of a little note that I had, and Brooks just set me off there, it was kind of similar to the producer's... Springtime for Hitler, like having the like 
that you can always depend on. The silence mm, yeah. the it's kind of similar to like springtime for Hitler yeah. and Germany. I'm really looking forward to the episode uh, in the upcoming season where Homer's in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, because it turns out 1776 is a Hamilton. musical about the Declaration of Independence. So, okay, so, uh, oh, oh my God. Oh. So they wanted to make Hamilton before Hamilton was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh my God. Andrew, I'm what? not throwing away my shots. <laughs> Andrew, what's that fucking tweet? <laughs> uh, the, one of the all-time great tweets from Dog Boner, aka Michael Hale, one of the two hosts of Your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast, had a tweet when Hamilton was blowing up, and he just said it was me, a rip, a rap, a Hamilton brat. I start beatboxing and spitting all over my shirt. The rest of America, this is insanely good. <laughs> I think about that once a week. <laughs> you post it to the group chat once a week. <laughs> think about it. You make us think about it at least yeah, once uh, a week. You're welcome. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. Mac, you can go first. Cubic zirconia, easy, easy, easy inclusion. The heart, the jokes, it all hits. I do agree with Deej and um, in saying that it doesn't feel like a typical Simpsons episode, but I think partly because of that, it deserves a entry in the Hall of Fame. Andrew, uh, fucking Adam, <laughs> the other A. Yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna give it a cubic zirconia as well. Like I I got a lot out of it. It's just a half hour of TV. Like even devoid of the of the context and relationship I had to this show and to this episode in particular, just watching it just now, I thought there's just so much in there. All right, I'm cutting in with the controversial opinion and I'm giving it a gold and honestly, I'm sorry, but it's just, it hasn't, like... You just got, like, four (laughs) death stares at once. Real stink eye hours. Like... No, tell us. We want to (laughs) know. Is it because it doesn't have the laughs that you'd expect Mm, from a It's just interesting, I think. (laughs) I'm actually laughing. I'm actually (laughs) laughing at this. I'm not mad upset about it or anything. No, and, like, I know it's the point. Homer's just, like, a bit off in this episode. Again, it's the point, but it is a slow burner and all that sort of stuff. I think this is an excellent episode. Again... Gold is still gold. gold Gold is excellent. Like, the difference between cubic and gold is like a thin hair at best but like yeah <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> no, man. you had to do it to him you, yeah. you, 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 them you. being us them yeah. being us <laughs> Nathan. i think cubic zirconia but i was surprised i think i haven't watched it in a little while and i was taken aback by just how boorish homer is mm. yeah i think when yeah, i that's, that is a thing right when i think about this episode i'm not thinking about his behaviour, particularly at the start, I'm thinking about, you know, the play and the the daycare centre and everything. And I was surprised by that, but it's still a CZ for me. Yep. Deej? Uh, failure, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What a piece of shit. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible episode. Just so, so crushingly disappointing. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Controversial opinion. Yeah, I know. I'm full of them. <laughs> Jack? Um, I'm, fa- I'm famously good at picking my favourite and ranking Things. Yeah, it's like picking mm. your favorite Beastie Boy. Yeah, that, mm, my, <laughs> yeah, so, well, no, don't try. Don't MCA win. does have the master plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. guys, don't do it. Don't try and do it. What? You've at least picked your favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan. You, you're solid on that, right? Okay, no, all right. <laughs> it's meth or ghost. <laughs> it's okay. That's or RZA. That's <laughs> or RZA. Or you God. Yeah. Or Inspector Deck. Or Inspector Deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Raekwon the Chef. Or Master Killer. Master. Mm, definitely, it's definitely not Master Killer. <laughs> rule that one out. Who's your favorite member of the A team? Via Baracus. Oh, true. Yeah. Nice. And okay. Face. Hey, and uh, no, <laughs> MCA is Fave Beastie Boy. 
Yours? Yeah, I think he's. I like his flow the most <laughs> and the sound of his voice. And also, he did all the videography for all the videos. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly, yeah, yeah, MMCA. Okay. Um, no, I think it's a cubic zirconia for me, but I probably would change my mind if I saw a couple of other like classic episodes, like either not in a long time from now or just recently. Probably yeah. would slip down to gold. Could have potentially slipped down to gold, but right now it's a cubic zirconia. If I was invited on this podcast... Like you way, have been. way more, way more regularly than maybe like. But it's, I'm, man, I'm here. I'm gonna give it a cubic zirconia. Yeah, no, that's how I'm feeling too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And fuck it, it's level. Method Man. Method Man's my favorite <laughs> Wu Tang. <laughs> what? Hang on. Actually, Method Man's your favorite Wu Tang clan member? Yeah. Well, he does all the hooks, and I'm a pop guy sometimes. Like I like pop music. Okay. All right. And averaging out, uh, this will be a dull cubic zirconia. This will be the fifth episode from season four to get that rank of episodes that were had one person sitting out and just ding it down a little. It'll be joining Duffless when Homer gives up beer. And that also has the subplot of, is my brother dumber than a hamster? Mm-hmm. I love Lisa, the Ralph and Valentine's Day Aww. episode. Uh, Lisa's first word. Oh, spoiler alert, but uh, <laughs> Treehouse of Horror 3. <laughs> that the Treehouse of Horror 3 is like with the King Kong and uh, Stupid Party. I wish we could go trick-or-treating. Yeah. And it'll also be joining Homer Palooza, the episode that uh, th- th- you three reviewed with me. Yeah. <laughs> really me? well. It's a great episode. Mm. Of our lives. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to it. I mostly just spend my time yelling... Uh, and playing Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme music it off my phone. Stone Cold, oh yeah. yeah, still love when you sang uh, Taylor over it. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of a... my one of my classic mashups. That was a very good bit. <laughs> Fuck, I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. But before we get out of here, we need to do the biggest entry into the Sandwich Index that we have ever done in a single podcast, guys. The fuck is that? If you were to have a sandwich named after you. What would be on that sandwich? Vegemite. Mm. It's really it's a Vegemite sandwich. Like <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple needs. Like do what you, the fuck put, else? Do you put butter or marge on? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, DJY, that's a, that's a simple sandwich. Yeah, just smile and give me a Vegemite sandwich. Like that's, <laughs> that's served with do. a smile. Okay. Yeah. There, there's the twist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? Who's got a sandwich? I do. Yeah. It's not a sandwich. More of two pieces of open toast. But it's um, that's toast, white that's, bread, that's... nothing on it. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four fried chickens in a coke. It's multigrain sourdough toasted with ricotta, homemade mango and jalapeno sauce, a drizzle of honey, and some fresh mint. Mm. Okay, for mine, I'll um, soy and linseed sourdough, uh, lightly toasted. Schmear of um, a schmear, uh, yeah, of, mm-hmm. of, of a schmear, Andrew, a schmear of whole grain, <laughs> not, not a schmear, no, a schmear, you schmear in it, yeah, of whole grain. What do you schmear with? His favorite member of the Foo Fighters is Pat Schmear. You sure it's not a schnife? Fucking cultureless little bitch. You haven't heard the fucking word schmear before? I just think it's interesting as well. Why are we attacking Andrew? This is such a schmear campaign. Okay, good. Soy and linseed sourdough, lightly toasted, a a light spreading, (laughs) (laughs) fucking hack, of of whole grain seedy mustard, preferably the one that's infused with whiskey. It's my favourite one. Mm. Um, A bed of lightly fried mushrooms, Mm. some rocket, Yarlsberg, and some then a mix of like antipasto-y eggplant and um, peppers. Uh, peppers. Thank you. Yeah. And that's how we do it. Round schmear. And then a bit, bit, bit more rocket on top, salt and pepper. Um, some some sort of chili could go in there as well. Yeah. Maybe some diced, slightly fried bird's eyes. Mm. Good sandwich. Mm. Nice. 
I have to go after Schmear here? <laughs> Nathan, what do you got, man? I need so much time. I don't know. I mean, that sounds good. And I think I could definitely see myself having a sandwich like that. Um, you know, in my life. Um, what about your usual? My usual sandwich is very good. So let's just... They, they can name that after me. I think that would be good. There's a place near my work. I go... So it's a zucchini fritter, which is like I think has... Probably some like zucchini and feta in there. And, and zucchini crumb. and fritter. Yeah. Uh, which Man, is then me out. crumbed and fried and it's very nice and a bit crispy or whatever. On a sandwich with Swiss cheese, mayo, lettuce. And I think it's kind of like a, a zesty mayo as well. It's toasted on really grainy sourdough. Nice. Yeah. Bunch of. All right. So I'm going to go like it'd be like some kind of whole grain sourdough. I like that idea. Gonna have some hummus on that. Some hummus? Oh, some hummus? Oh my god. Not hummus? No, no, no. Oh, hummus? Oh. A smear of hummus. Oh, of hummus. A smear oh, of hummus. A smear of hummus. You know what? I'm not fucking hungry. Fight, 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 fight. So, uh, oh, yeah, a bit of that. That spread that was just mentioned. Who knows how it said? Some smashed avo. Yeah. Let's put that probably on the opposite Fucking side millennials. to that previously aforementioned spread mm. because you don't want to. Spread. Because you, <laughs> you don't want to load up your your spread. Your spread on the bread. Your spread on the bread. Too much on one side. I spread it with a spatula. Silly wabbit twigs are for kids. Can I please finish my sandwich? I'm, I'm, you love to hear it. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Not to finish your Sunday. Sunday. What's wrong with my Sundays? <laughs> um, let's get some like tempeh on there. Yeah. And then like yeah. uh, Have a bite. <laughs> it's like some kind of pickle. Like there's been like a beetroot pickle that I've been intru- mm. into oh, intro into intro. group chat. I just think it's interesting at all. Intro. I think it's interesting at all. <laughs> I, don't, oh, shit. I don't want the sandwich. <laughs> this wasn't part of the deal, Elliot. <laughs> that wasn't part. <laughs> Fucking that'll do. Your sandwich is whatever, your sandwich. Whatever I, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, plug your stuff, Jack. Huh? Plug stuff. Oh, this camera, this camera, plug, this plug. camera. Let <laughs> um, people know what you got going on in your life. Um, yeah, Jack R. Riley's my name, and that's about the size of it. No, I'm doing um. <laughs> I've got some shows coming up to the end of the year. I'm working on some new, releasing some new music at the end of next year. Pursuing Balance videotapes EP is still available on. Uh, still. Still. Out still. Out still. <laughs> We've moved <laughs> literally no copies of them because there's no physical uh, units to shift. So it's worked out. So you out. have none left. I have none left. I've sold out. <laughs> um, Congrats, man. If you've got the special download code, which is. Typing Jack R. Riley into Spotify search engine, you can, <laughs> you can magic. You can do it. Uh, Pursuing balance out now. Who can say? And I don't like to see us like this uh, out now. Australian music diaries are out every second Wednesday. Um, I'm I'm learning some new recipes. <laughs> I've heard really? of a really Just good... Do any of them involve... <laughs> tempeh? Or... Hum- hummus? Hummus. Hummus. <laughs> yeah, actually, my girlfriend hummus. Michelle makes like an incredible hummus. I've got some at my house. Oh, and... from scratch? No, well, from, from um, she's from. <laughs> <laughs> she was born in New Zealand. But there's like a Fucking Cambodian racist. background. 
<laughs> no, from scratch. It's fucking really tight. You should come get some hummus. Yeah. I'll put I some mean... on your sandwich. <gasps> oh. Can we all hang out and make our sandwiches? That'd be so fucking nice. <laughs> I don't. Not if Andrew's coming. <laughs> like, I don't. Great content for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Me eating a sandwich loudly into the mic. None of you were invited. <laughs> Plugs. We're Hot Off the Hundreds and Thousands. If you haven't checked us out, it's a podcast reviewing every song that's ever been in every trip to Hot Off 100. We've just finished the 90s with the 999 countdown, mm-hmm. which concluded with a very fun live episode that we filmed in the nation's capital, mm-hmm. Trambra. So the, named because of the tram. Was, was so many trams Look out there. for a really funny joke say. about syntax. Yeah, uh, somewhere in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> syntax. Yeah, yeah, Jack. Syntax. Jack's on that episode. He comes in every now and again. But we we tried to edit out any bit. Just we couldn't. He still snuck in. Yeah, <laughs> snuck in. But yeah, we Shit. we start like from the very beginning. We we at number one hundred in nineteen ninety three, and we've done five songs per episode since then. Seven seasons worth. Uh, hopefully season eight coming not too far away. Yeah, so um, check it out. Horrors 100s and 1000s. It's on all podcasting platforms and also on Spotify. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter, AndrewM138. I'm incredibly depressed, so you know the comedy's good. So <laughs> check it out. He's Thanks. not wrong. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's good um, content. Date? Yeah, uh, so my band, we're called Iron Maiden. Uh, we're touring next Mar- May. Uh, we're doing a big arena tour in May with Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, Iron Maiden. Yes, uh, it's the Legacy of the Beast tour. Like, we're celebrating, like, I think it's like 35 years of our album, Number of the Beast. Uh, and just it's, pretty it, good. it's a big, it's a it's a pretty good record. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, we're going to be doing a big arena tour, and uh, we'd love to see all the fans there. We're nothing without our fans. Deej hosts a podcast called uh, All My Friends Are Invalid Fans, and it's a I, very I good... Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. My name is Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> I'm the cock of the walk, and I recently released a book called What Does That Button Do? It's really entertaining. It's about my life, both as a heavy metal musician and as a pilot. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so unique. Do you know Dexter Holland? I, I, <laughs> I met him once backstage at a festival in 1996. And also has a wonderful band, Nothing Rhymes with David. Eat my, eat my entire arsehole. <laughs> and I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. What do you got going on? Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm also, uh, I've got another podcast. Y- 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 are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> also got another podcast with uh, my regular co-host for this show, BT, where he hosts. And it's Thrones of Game, where we're reviewing Game of Thrones backwards. I've never seen the show before. He has. It's a really dumb, fun show. Yeah, that's it for me. That's Jack R. Riley. G'day. I mean, bye. <laughs> That's Nathan Harrison. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Adam Buncher. See you. Thank you. That's Andrew McDonald. You know, in Australian, g'day means hello and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's David James Young. <laughs> and I'm your host, Ellie J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Question. Yes? Where's my snare? (laughs) I have no snare in my headphones. (laughs) All right. Are Are we rolling?
Are we recording? We are rolling. Sick. Da, 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 da. It's the fucking Simpsons Index. <laughs> it's a fucking spreadsheet that's also a fucking spreadsheet. <laughs> this is the fucking spreadsheet. <laughs> Coming to you out of Spreadsheet Studios. This is the fucking spreadsheet spreadsheet. Hello out there. I am Missy Misdemeanor Elliot J. O'Neill. <laughs> and this is the fucking Simpsons Index. It's the fucking show. I'll where maybe I- grab the outside. Outside one? Yeah, grab it. Is it outside one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah! It's talking about doors. <laughs> this is the show where we watch three episodes the of The Simpsons, but there's <laughs> a twist. They're all actually episodes of Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it is freaking sweet. So, oh, Lewis. Freaking funny Family sweet. Guy moments. <laughs> Just the funny Family Guy moments name. Oh, <laughs> Family Guy, dude, it's coming back. It's going to be sick. All Never right. left. I'm so fucking funny. Why don't I have more podcasts? <laughs> Why is it this You already my... have two. You've it's... got three? Three now. Yeah, yeah, this is my new podcast. <laughs> I've taken over. So <laughs> that's the new intro. Is it the All right. Yeah. They 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 it's in there. Very uh, unstable. I think yeah, that's the um ukulele beach. Uh, it comes in like a build your own ukulele kit. Oh, right. It's like a cigar box. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Mm. Gotta have faith. <laughs> Go have faith. Dude. Faith, <laughs> jump the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's starting to sound more like the Limp Bizkit version. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Did George Michael hate the Limp Bizkit cover? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> I would. If that was my song? Yeah. And that happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Louder. I'd just, just be happy to be getting attention. Tits. Mm. <laughs> Cunt. Dicks. Balls. Really like titties. Yeah, do more sibilants. Really testicles. Like, testicles. Yeah. You know, balls. I, I have seven testicles. To, to, to like gain Penis. I once had attention. 50 testicles in my mouth from 29 different boys. Do the division how you will. We don't have time to unpack all of that. (laughs) Still love the duo of a cigar box ukulele that's out of tune and a not plugged in bass. (laughs) Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me! Yeah, sick. Great shit. Nah, that's cool. Nah, that's good. Yeah. I'm hearing this weird... music? (laughs) (laughs) Is is that music? The other day on the train... Every time, like, I was between songs or whatever, I was like, it sounds like someone has, like, weird, like, phone game ukulele music just, like, way too loud. And then when I stood up to get off the train, someone was just playing ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Gross. Gross. I like the name, you know. Yeah, you're a big Kevin Smith boy, huh? Yeah. yeah. Probably the biggest. Probably the biggest. Not many other fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Jay at Comic-Con. Not Comic-Con. What was it? Uh, Supernova in Brisbane. Oh, sick. It was mad. What did uh, you go as? Uh, I just went as me. Um, Good cosplay. Mm, I went as uh, Jack Richard Riley. Um, my brother was That's actually... That's what the L stands for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not true. <laughs> and the question I asked him was about, like, New Jersey hardcore, because, like, oh, yeah. he moshes really well. 
in the in both those movies. And I was like, were you like a hardcore kid? And he was like, yeah, I was for a little bit. And he was actually straight edge for a while too. Huh. Yeah. And then he was like, then I kind of got into hip hop and like breaking and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, he said though, like sometimes I have gone to like local shows like in recent years and like I haven't thrown down, but like, <laughs> yeah. I just love to see fucking Jay Muse in like a <laughs> break a leg pit or something. <laughs> just like... It was actually a funny thing on one of the Bad Religion, like one of the recent DVDs where I think the crowd like got a chant going of get in the mosh, get in the mosh or something like that. Yeah. And Greg Graffin goes, ha ha, I graduated from the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's old. He can't yeah. watch. He can't. Yeah, I saw an interview with him once, and it was like the qu- question was like, "Ever getting fans like signing up for like university degrees because they want to have a lecture with the bad religion guy?" Did he say yes? He was like, "Oh, sometimes you get people that have kind of heard of it, but by and large, like the fans just." What does he teach? Um, sociology, I think. Yeah, right. It's evolutionary biology, isn't it? Oh, okay, I have no idea. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a political science guy. Political science. No, I don't think so, but I don't know how much it's like the biology side or if it's the philosophy side of yeah. evolution and stuff. We'll have to sign up and do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I have any questions. What was it like recording Suffer? <laughs> <laughs> Is Fat Mike really a prick? <laughs> What's up with that record with all the synths on it? <laughs> Brooks' drums sound really good on the Empire Strikes First. That's not a question. That's not a question. 21st Century Digital Boy, great song. <laughs> do you ever get sick of playing it? <laughs> they, the drums do sound really good on that album. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, dude, I feel so Just... lucky to have seen uh, Brooks line up badly because he's not in them anymore, is no. he? No. He's a busy dude. He does session shit for bunch of people mm. yeah for adam but there's just something about the mix on that album that like every time he goes to the toms there's just such a like mm. depth to them and it just slingshots everything forward it's beautiful oh dude like los angeles is burning is like by far not my favorite bad religion song but fuck me dead the drum tone on mm. that is just killer ah anyway bad religion index <laughs> yeah, yeah. 